get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Phil, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKinnis slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 19 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. That's right, the ones who started it all. Let's go Blues Radio. We're live on Wednesday, October 30th, 2018. This is franchise episode number 152 all the time. Um, my name is Kurt Price, and I'm here with Bill Day and Jeff Ponder to interact with us or the show on social media. Follow us on Twitter, where most of our interaction takes place. You can do that at LGB Radio, at Kurt Price, at Billy Blue Note, and at JPonder94. You can follow us on Instagram, on, uh, at LGB Radio, and on, on Facebook, also again, LGB Radio. Uh, on the website, you can visit ours at letsgoblues.com. Or let's go bluesradio.com. Both work. We also have a number of other URLs that point to our show. Uh, let's hope nobody comes along and wants to blackmail me in the salon of one of the URLs that I currently own. Huh? That would be <laughs> awful, wouldn't it? I mean, for someone to do such a thing? <laughs> I, right right off the bat. <laughs> right, off the big, right off the bat. Smack. <laughs> right in the face. Um, oh, I thought. It's funny. It's a it's joke. I kid. Bad. It's a, it's a joke that three people are laughing at, and they're all on this show. All, right? all the jokes I tell are for me. I don't. If, anybody, if nobody else gets them, that's fine. I do, they're for me. That's for my own benefit. Uh, if we have time later, and you want to talk hockey live with us on the show, we'll try to open it up later for listeners to join us. Uh, look for the join us link to be posted on Twitter, if and when that happens. So we'll try and make that happen. If we can, we haven't the last week or two. So last week, I guess. Um, announcements. Uh, please check out the letsgoblues.com shop and consider buying a reasonably priced shirt, mug, or sticker. All proceeds go back into the show. We don't get rich off this stuff at all. Believe me. Jeff, I, I, I registered for the Stanley Ponder Cup Memorial Tournament. You did. I'm in. And, uh, you are one of 36 players, 36 skaters, including the five goalies. Because we only have four spots left. So, pretty exciting. It has taken a lot longer this year to get it filled. I'm not sure why. I don't know if people are just scared to play against me or what. You're, uh, a, you're, a, you're a hacker and a slasher. That's exactly what it is. That's that's the only game I know. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so there's only four skater spots left. So, if you're interested in playing some inline hockey, uh, does not matter what your skill level is. Saturday, November 17th. 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Get signed up as quick as you can because those spots are going to go fast. Uh, for those who don't know, if you've been living under a rock and not listening to my annoying rambles at the beginning of every single Let's Go Blues radio, 
This benefits Be the Match Foundation and Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And uh, all proceeds go to those. Uh, and me, I, I pocket about 80% of it. So I, I do get rich off the Stanley Ponder Cup Memorial Tournament. You look like it. Is he joking? Uh, so uh, signups are open, as I said. Drop in STL.com, 2018 SPMCT Tourney Tab. And you can uh, also join us if you're not a player. If you don't want to play, we've got plenty of raffle items going up. And uh, all beer sales go to benefit as well. So uh, at the very least, stop by Saturday, November 17th. Uh, bid on some pretty cool items. And uh, yeah, get yourself a couple beers and enjoy some bad hockey. Why not? What else are you doing that night? Bill, how you doing, sir? Uh, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> You're sporting the... Uh... I'm sporting the Habs uh, Winter Classic, um, that the game they played at Gillette against the Bruins and won. Okay. <laughs> um, PK Subban in honor of the Battle of the Subans on NBC Rivalry Night. Yeah. What? Which? Well, no, Wednesday's Rivalry Night. This is. Oh, that's right. This is just right. a game. This is just Battle of the Brothers. Right. So Nashville is uh, PK is currently winning. Three to one. Yes. So if Malcolm Subban plays here on Thursday night, apparently the key is blocker high. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that, three goals. Uh, that that one shot was yeah. uh, that was, uh, two that was, goals. That was a Hartman, fantastic shot. Yeah. Hartman and Yarncroke. Hartman's uh, Hartman in particular. I saw before I went to yeah. commercial break when we after scored. Oh my god. Yeah. You can't stop that. Yeah. <laughs> but well, uh, Bill no. can't. Don't say you. Bill will be able right. to stop it. Right, I would. I meant when I when I said you, I meant me. Yes, <laughs> I couldn't stop that one. Of course, Bill could. I do feel the need to correct you guys on something hmm? because I got to take my shots when I can. It is no longer Wednesday night rivalry. Mm. It is just Wednesday night hockey now. Okay, okay. good. Well, that's that's good. better. That's it's, better. Yeah, I think they finally realized how awful that name was for the games they were showing. Right, right. When you play the, um, well, they never played the Oilers, so that's a problem. <laughs> um, but you play Buffalo and Tampa on Wednesday night rivalry. That's oh. not much of a rivalry. That was a hell of a save by Subban. Man, yeah. man, man. He's looked really good, except for the snipe shots to his blocker side. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the official beers of episode number 152, Bill. Um, I'm going with a throwback. Um, Left Hand Brewing 25th Anniversary Imperial Stout. And it's, like I said in the Twitter post, it is a no-frills Imperial Stout. Good balance, a little bit of booze to it, but you know it's not overwhelming chocolate or coffee or anything like that it's just a good imperial stout like when i first started drinking it reminds the days when you're 16 years old in cahokia <laughs> 25 years ago <laughs> 20, yeah, right. uh jeff what's your beverage of choice well um no surprise here is it's basically the same one i had last week maybe like, even the week before again the same beer it's 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 the exact same beer. All right, uh, next, I, next. I, <laughs> you left it on your desktop for yeah. two weeks. That's a flat I just, beer. I sip on it throughout the week. You Warm, know, like flat beer. Flat it's beer. like German beer. Yep. Uh, contact high juiced. So it's the contact high from four hands, but it's the juiced version. What's the difference? I don't know. Uh, but it's it's good. It tastes a little different. It just tastes like, a, like if you added about 10% more oomph. 
then you would get the juiced version. And that's uh, really the only difference. It's a little more hoppy, um, but it's it's a good th- it's a good beer. Why are you drinking the same beer two weeks in a row, Jeff? Well, I need to get my ass to the store. That's why. Um, at least you're honest about it. Yep. Uh, my beer this evening is uh, uh, I went uh, with a theme for the time of year, and I just spilled it on my hand. Um, oh, not wearing those pants to work tomorrow. <laughs> uh, this is a Franklin Stein's Pumpkin Stout by Center Ice Brewery. So our uh, our good friend Steve Albers over at Center Ice Brewery uh, put this out. It's pretty good. Um, it's a uh, pumpkin stout pours as dark as the night with a, with a uh, aromas of pumpkin pie and balanced flavors from roasted, toasted malts, pumpkin, and spices. Stout brewed with pumpkins, cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and cloves. It's pretty good. It goes down pretty easy, actually, which is um, kind of dangerous for a 6.8% beer. So, mm. yeah. It's good. Nice job, Steve. Good job, Steve. <laughs> For uh, for anyone who listens or watches uh, the crazy zany show on Netflix, Big Mouth, you demand Steve. I don't get that reference. Nope, because you don't watch the show. I don't. I my only the only YouTube show I watch besides ours is uh, Good Mythical Morning. You ever watch that? No. Good Mythical Morning. That is a fantastic YouTube show. Well produced. I mean, it's like a TV show. It's really good. It's like twenty minutes long, eighteen minutes long, short, good, and they one a day. It's 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 fantastic. Never heard of it. Two guys do a good job talking, and just half the time they eat weird things, and they kind of uh, just see if they can. It's just it's interesting. It's, it sounds childish, and well, half the show is childish, but it's uh, it's good. It's well done. Oh, the show is. Hey, by shot. the way, did I say YouTube? I meant Netflix. You might have said Netflix. I, okay. But I heard YouTube. Okay, <laughs> so. you hear what you want to hear, <laughs> right? right. Um, yeah, the show that it, it's it's not for kids. So if you're under the age of twenty four, you probably shouldn't watch it. Uh, it's it's oh. really raunchy. It's uh, the whole show. The premise is kids going through puberty, and uh, in in the way that they show it, they have a puberty monster who is played by Nick Kroll. And uh, it's very raunchy. Oh, I've seen a okay, Nick Kroll. I've seen, I've seen a preview for that. It's funny because my wife doesn't watch shows like that anymore. Ever since we've had a kid, it's she doesn't watch stuff like that. She got addicted to that show and made me watch it. And I'm, it's not a show I can binge. She can sit there and watch ten episodes. I can only watch one or two at a time. It's just it's so even for me to say this. That's a lot. It's too much for me. It's just too much raunch. I don't. I don't think uh, that show hits our target market. Uh, our target market is like what, uh, six to twelve and uh, over seventy. That's our. That's our, uh, our. Our audience. I think our audience likes uh, Antique Roadshow the most. <laughs> that's not a bad show. I've never actually watched. There's only one. so much that show you can take, though. I mean, it's. I mean, it's it's basically a uh, Pawn Stars kind of without the written stupid stories. Hey. Um, light sound geometry, uh, analog electronics. How about what we're going to say is L S A E, right? Uh, said, uh, Bill always rocking the cool jerseys. Yeah. 
I I am running low on the uh, collection these days. <clears throat> I'll go retro with my Brian Elliott jersey next week. Nice. <laughs> Jeff had his on what two weeks ago? Yeah, I had it displayed. So yeah, when when uh, L S G A E, he first said Jeff always rocking the cool jerseys. Then he said I meant Bill. I was excited because I thought he was talking about the jersey I have hanging up in the background here. That is my one of my favorite jerseys to wear to games, the Pavel Dimitra uh, Blues away jersey before they uh, uh, switched to the home whites being the away whites. It's beaut. She's a beauty. It's a beauty fish. That's the second week in a row. He's beauty fish. You have son of a bitch. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> it it works for me. I, I yeah. I, if, I get the reference. Like I said, it works for myself and anybody else who gets it. But yeah, you know, it's not really for. I don't know. It's yeah. Anyhow, uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, October thirtieth, two thousand eighteen. Uh, for, uh, speaking of which, happy Halloween, guys. It is. I mean, tomorrow. So, yes. Yeah. A to rain. celebrate Halloween, I know I told you guys before. My mom, so she's listening. Thank you, mom. She got me a spooky microphone to where if I say something like "Let's go blues," it replies with a spooky voice. How great is that? That's that is cutting edge technology. But it truly is. <laughs> that must have cost an arm and a leg. It it cost at least four dollars. Okay. <laughs> or if you buy it at Target, it'd be twenty-four dollars. At least, yes. Um, today in blues history, uh, nineteen ninety-four, October thirtieth, nineteen ninety-four. The first pro hockey game was played at Keel Center. The Peoria Rivermen beat the Cincinnati Cyclones by the score of seven to two. Greg Pazlowski had the hat trick in the game. Blast from the past, that name, Pazlowski. Yeah, I, I'm always reminded of the the famous call from uh, Ken Wilson. Yeah, was that Monday, that was the Monday, game tying goal? Monday Night Miracle. He stole it from Vernon. Stole it from from somebody's stick, and Vernon was out of position. Mm. Beat him short side. Yes. Pavlovsky, and they'll go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> iconic. Uh, today's date 1987. The NHL named Barkley and Bob Plager co-captains for the 1988 All-Star Game, which was to be held in St. Louis that year. Which, behind me, if you can see it, there's my, I'm pointing to it. I have a, uh, an ice bucket from the All-Star Game that was in St. Louis. Because you need ice buckets at... I'm not sure why there's an ice bucket that exists with the, but there there does, with the logo on it. Because it's ice hockey. I thought we covered this earlier. I know year. it's ice hockey, but it, yeah, I, I, yeah, okay. I forgot about that. That makes sense. So, and we should be getting a new, uh, another All Star game here. I'm gonna say within the next five, years. five years. Yeah, yeah. We'll Twenty-eight get years. We'll get one. I, I Batman will come back again next year. Oh, okay. After Phase Three or whatever it is is finished, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, okay. Well, you guys have a you can have All Star game in 2022. Or whatever it is, he'll come back next year with the hand held out a little, little further. <laughs> right. Come on, come on, Tommy. Yeah. Zip. Uh, what oh. I'm looking for here? <laughs> well, of little, course. little grease for the wheels. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't try to do any kind of impersonation. See, I thought uh, you were gonna, I thought you were gonna go polish the knob route, <laughs> of Batman. 
<laughs> hey, let's go in the elevator. <laughs> Anyhow, so I, I'm. I, it, it, we're a long overdue for an All Star game. Nineteen eighty eight was the last one. So yeah, jeez, that's ninety eight. That's thirty years. Yeah, <clears throat> it'll be thirty five years. It'll be. Th- yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they'll they'll make it. Okay. Uh, 2022, 2023. Okay. Uh, on October 25th, Tom Wilson's suspension was upheld by the NHL. So this is, this is, uh, this was long. We had back and forth conversations and debates and arguments and discussions with other uh, a, a pod, another podcast that will go unnamed um, about uh, the severity of the hit, the legality of it, the the cleanness of it, whatever, um, whether the suspension was warranted or whatever. Um, so Batman and the NHL player, Department of Player Safety determined that the hit was in clear violation of Rule 48, which states that a hit resulting in contact with an opponent's head where the head was the main point of contact and such contact to the head was avoidable is not permitted. That's what they, I mean, duh, right? But that's what they determined. So George Peros met with Wilson in August, actually, before this all happened, to specifically address how to make the necessary adjustments to his game that might help or avoid the, uh, or minimize the likelihood of him executing illegal and dangerous checks because of his recent numerous suspensions. So they, they felt the need to have a meeting about it well, in, in I, August. And I like that idea. I being, do too. Being proactive. Yes. And getting out there, get addressing out, behavior. Get out in front of the situation. Right. It's like, okay. And it, obvi- it obviously worked too. <laughs> Which. Well, <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing. I, I think, you know, it, it ultimately is going to speak to, is he a player that can be rehabilitated? And this is why I think that this suspension was the length of the suspension is totally appropriate. You. you take those steps to remediate a behavior and he immediately goes against what you've talked about. In the fucking preseason, nonetheless. Yeah. Second year in a row yeah. that he's had multiple right. multiple Just, questionable hits against a non conference team. Right. I know. You you and gave him the, the chance. Right. Right. And yeah. Ah, it's it's absolutely the right thing for the NHL to have done, and to me, all the more reason why twenty games is the right number. Uh, Gary Bettman said, "In my judgment, a twenty-game regular season suspension assessed to Mr. Wilson reflects and accounts for appropriately the unique combination of factors involved in this case, including the gravity of the offense, Mr. Wilson's prior disciplinary record." particularly within a relatively short period of time in which it was amassed, the multiple warnings and guidance, which we just touched on, uh, he has received from the Department of Player Safety and the seriousness of the injury. So when you weigh all that stuff in, uh, that, and uh, that, that, that it just makes complete fucking sense. Of the suspen- of why the suspension was handed out the way it was and, and the length of it and everything. So I'm not going to mention any names, but their initials are Jamie Rivers <laughs> <laughs> that we disagreed with. And so, you know, that I, I, I mean, <laughs> Wilson will now have a second appeal that will be heard by a neutral arbitrator tomorrow on Wednesday. 
Uh, Wilson will remain suspended until the arbitrator issues a ruling, and it is possible he will have served most, if not all, of his suspension before the ruling uh, is uh, complete. So, uh, Circa Dennis Whiteman. Yeah, right. Because an impartial, uh, neutral arbitrator reduced Weidman's suspension. It's the same kind of thing. Or reduced okay. it to time served, basically. Yeah, he reduced it. Uh, he'd already served the 20 games. Right. Um, but I think he reduced him down to 17 or 18 games. So he ended up getting money back. So he gets his money back, but he obviously he doesn't get the games back, which who cares if you're a Blues fan? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. But suspension. Actually, it only hurts the Blues. The Blues don't play Washington because they're if they, I, I don't, we didn't look at the schedule, but I think if Washington were to play Nashville or Winnipeg or Chicago, you'd want Wilson to be in the lineup. So, but whatever. I, you know, morally speaking, this was the right thing. So, I don't, I don't give a shit what anybody says. Yeah, from from a guy who knows a thing or two about corrective action in the workplace. Not that I've been the subject of it, but you've been, of, you've been the Iron Fist. Kind of. <laughs> It's it's the area in which I work. Yes, and you have experience in this area. If if this happens at a you know a private employer, they are very well in their rights at this point with all the steps they've taken to rehabilitate your behavior for you to be terminated. Obviously, it's nothing like playing a professional sport is nothing like working a corporate or private sector job. So it, it's, it's a, a silly comparison, but if you were given chances that he's been given, you would not get hit as hard as he got hit. Right. If, if you, if you change your ways, right. Well, you need to just come out and tell people that you're a bouncer at a strip club. We've already talked about this. <laughs> But I'm, and we've talked about how embarrassed I am about and, my roots, and not one of the nice ones either. We're talking like Dottie's Body Shop level of stuff that was used to exist on 159, just north of Fairview Heights. Uh, for those of you familiar with the area, the Metro East, uh, back in the day, Dottie's Body Shop was a souped-up trailer of a strip club, is what it was. Uh, not that I ever went inside, but you dr- I drove by all the time, and it was that's what it looked like. It looked like a and, it looked like a manufactured home. <laughs> right. And wasn't it wasn't it operated by the uh, the mother of the mayor of uh, one of the local municipalities, or the chief of police of one of the local oh. municipalities? I, I that's what aware. I always heard. I was not aware. Yeah, it no longer exists. I think I think they had a pool in the back, which was oh, interesting. Say no more. <laughs> It's, I'm sure it was used plenty. Uh, Tune in for next week's for Kurt's further knowledge about and, local strip yeah. clubs. And I'm sure the water inside that pool was thicker than regular water. <laughs> oh, God. It's All probably right. like a like a glue type substance. Okay. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway. For those of you yeah, on you the like side that. of the river... Let's let's uh let's relate this over to Rhonda's over off Page Avenue. <laughs> now Rhonda's, I'm not kidding. The one time I've been in there, I kid you not. Two of the strippers in there, bullet wounds. Oh, really? Very so, visible bullet wounds. So when you walked in barefoot, did your feet stick to the carpet when you were just walking? Like grab? No. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh 
Do you have residue between your toes? When you... Yeah, right. they have, a, they, they have a, a Japanese rule where you have to take your shoes off at the door. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> off the, the rails. Show's been derailed. Off the rails. Oh, look, our YouTube listeners have gone to zero. No, they've like gone up like 400. It's great. <laughs> They're talking so <laughs> They're talking, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> so, start of the seven-game homestand uh, against uh, Columbus the other night. Uh, so... I think a lot of people were under uh, taking the stance of the opinion that this may have this may be Yo's last stand with uh, depending on how the team does. So it, depending on how this team does during this massive seven game homestand, will he make it out of this homestand? Especially after the Columbus game, that was the talk. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah. So set the stage for coming back. So you have the surprise one in Toronto. Hopes get up you've got the lead going into the third and massive and you just shit the ma- bed massive collapse yeah, yeah and losing overtime now the optimist says uh and we all know who the optimists are they're but the optimists say hey you got three out of four points in toronto winnipeg it's fantastic well, that sounds pretty good but right the way the way you got that one point was pretty shitty so yes. you left the point you, on the table. You, you didn't gain a point you lost a point you lost a point yeah like i said like we said I've said on Twitter a few times since that Winnipeg game, but like you don't go saying, "Hey, at least we got a point in that kind of a game." Right. You save that kind of conversation for a game where you're trailing by two, make it overtime and lose. Then you say, "Hey, hey, we got a point. That's fantastic because we we're trailing in the third period." You don't say that when you were up by two in the third, right? And lost the game in overtime, right? Any any self-respecting Blues fans who lived through the two thousand two to 2011 era where going into the third period against Detroit, you knew you were only (laughs) getting one point regardless of what the lead was. Yeah. No kidding. Right. Any of us that lived through that can, that was so painful. Understand you have to be, you you can't be a cockeyed optimist and be glass half full to give up points in those games. Right. It's, it's always painful. You knew Datsuk was going to score. Or is that a break? Late, or too. Lidstrom. Late. 13 seconds or less. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh. I, I seem to recall Henrik Zetterberg walking Barrett Jackman about 18 times to score a third period goal in that era. The two Calder uh, uh, Trophy uh, right. final. Uh, finalists that were right. that Jackman won. Zetterberg was angry that, <laughs> yeah. that, that Chris Prager and Al McKinnis gave Jackman his Rookie of the Year award. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. In Jackman's defense, he he did play really well, and he hurt his shoulder at the end of that season, and was never the it same. It was never the same. So I, who knows Thank how his you, career Todd would have? Bertuzzi. Yeah, I'm no kidding. Who knows how his career would have went after that? Because he couldn't really hit as effectively after that. So, uh, so yeah. So the first game, uh, well, after the Winnipeg game, so the game against Columbus after the debacle that was the the blown third period and the overtime loss. Uh, this game started off great, uh, up, up two nil, uh, uh, early on feeling um, good, feeling good, looking great. Uh, Tarasenko scores in the power play at four twenty six. Uh, Schwartz adds one about eight minutes later off a horrible turnover. Yeah. Um, you're thinking the right guys are getting the goals, right? Exactly. Schwartz is on uh, Tarasenko scored. Great. Get him going. Schwartz has scored. Hey, great. Get him going. Fantastic. Um, your best players have to be your best players. Uh, all that bullshit, but so the uh, and with Columbus coming off poor showings versus Arizona and uh, 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 Chicago, both four one losses, 
and they're off there in the whole two nothing right off the bat. This is and you know, and we came off three out of four points against <laughs> against uh, Toronto and Winnipeg. It's like okay, this is the way this game should be going, right? I'm I'm friends with some some Columbus fans uh, on on Twitter and and just people I've I've known over the years, and a lot of them were saying when they were down with two nothing. Okay, time to trade Bobrovsky. Time to trade Panarin. Let's see what we can do. Like people are already on the wagon of Columbus is done in this game. Let's start talking about this team's future. These guys are free agents. Let's unload them. And and I I mean I I didn't say it, but I'm thinking when I'm reading these tweets and seeing these people on Facebook, I'm thinking third period is not here yet, guys. <laughs> well, I, I get the whole the whole anxiousness to trade Panarin since he's not going to stay there. I get wanting to get something for him, but uh, I'd love to have him. I'd love to have him. Uh, but, yeah, so I, we are we feeling good about this game, right? So about 12 minutes in, and then the wheels completely came off the cart. Uh, after the Blues up 2 nothing, we were outscored 7-2 the rest of the way. Um, and here's the thing with this game is that so when uh, – uh, we'll kind of fast forward to when it was 4-2. to Okay. 42 Columbus. 42 uh, Columbus. So they score the next four goals. It's just, you know, we're all fucking pissed. Um, so the Blues uh, pulled Allen and put in Johnson. And then Steen scores to make it four to three. You're thinking, okay. All right. We had a shitty four goal run. We're within one goal. We're right there again. And the Blues had a golden chance to tie it. Remember when. Petrangelo's uh, a chance in front uh, when he uh, got behind the defense in the slot, fed a pass from uh, Schwartz and uh, redirection and Corpus Allo made yeah, the glove save. Corpus Allo, a fantastic glove save. Um, to me, if Petrangelo scores there, which he scores on nine out of ten goalies on that on that chance, um, it's four four. We've got the momentum back big time. Who knows how the game goes? I think that I think in, in a game that ended up being kind of a laugh. I'm not a laugher, but you know, seven to four was ridiculous. We were so pissed at the game. Yeah, it, it was a laugher, but at the third period. But I think that moment, that save was ridiculous. Wait, are you saying there's such a thing as a critical save? There is such a thing as a critical save. A critical uh. save, a momentum changing and building save. So now it, it's such an alien concept to me. <laughs> we haven't seen that in a while. Um, but yeah, so it's not like Columbus scored like a minute or two later or anything, but then, you know, they, they, they ended up piling on in the third period. Um, flood gets open as they scored three times in the first six minutes of the third period. And they just put the game away. Sanford scored with eight minutes to go to run up the scoring. So seven to four blue jackets was the final. So about this game after the game, uh, people were understandably imp- I, I, social media. I mean, that was entertaining. I mean, I, I was I was pissed off as pissed off as anybody. I'm sure everybody you guys were too. But uh, I mean, just reading through Twitter was just entertaining to say the least because people were pissed. Yo um, must go took th- over. Blue yes, Twitter. yo yes. must go. The hashtag and and here's what I want to talk about a little bit was um, this this after that game was the first time I really felt, honestly felt, that, okay, Yo's days here are numbered. I, 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 he, he could be fired tonight. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And that could happen. This game was so bad. And come off the heels of the embarrassing collapse in Winnipeg, 
Um, and the up and down season so far, mostly downs. And Jeremy Rutherford tweeting about Doug Armstrong leaving the Blues, right. the the box, uh, the team suite, yep, um, and not returning after after the, it was four two or the something. Fourth goal, yeah, yeah. Um, you thought that you know they were laying Wheels the groundwork, yeah. yeah, and uh, and then the fake and the fake JR right. Twitter account that yeah, uh, somebody somebody spoofed who fell JR. for that. Uh, me, uh, Jeff. Yeah, I didn't uh, see it. I didn't see it. Jeff, right. you, Jeff sent a text to us and said, uh, uh, yo, officially yo, fired. Yo, officially fired. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. So I, yep. I, was, I was on tour at the time. I didn't see it. And, uh, <laughs> like a minute later, you're like, oh, damn, fuck, fucking fake Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bot. The, yeah. One, no, I, it was, the first uh, times it, it his hat, even tweeted it and said, uh, saw he, that. he quote tweeted, I was like, there it is. Yep. And then five seconds later, ah, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. That one of the, uh, one of the few tweets that I've had to delete. Mm. My retweet of that, <laughs> I, I, I deleted. See, I, uh, a, a, a fake account, a fake Twitter account got me about two. You okay there, Jeff? Yeah. I think that was my phone. Sorry. <laughs> um, I uh, a fake Twitter account got me two trade deadlines ago. Was it one of the Bobby McKenzie ones? Might have been. I don't know. I, I forgot which one it was, but I I retweeted something that uh, a trade that happened with the Blues, and I'm like, oh fuck, no. So, yeah, we've all fallen victim to it. But in this game, so I was one of the people. I was under the impression. I think I even posted it on Facebook. Don't worry, everybody. Mike Yo is being fired at this moment. I really, truly believed maybe it wasn't going to be that night. I mean, you know, you, everybody talks about the Gerard Gallant moment in Florida uh, a couple of years ago when he was, quote unquote, left on the curb with uh, his bags, uh, which there's a little more to that story than than people tell you. But um, he you chose that to picture, do that, by the way. For those <laughs> yeah. who don't know, you guys know that, right? He chose to go to the curb. Right. And, and just a, a, somebody was like, oh, this would be a funny thing to tweet out on Twitter. But um, it's so that was what I was saying. Yeah, Yo's bags are going to be on the, the side of the street. He's going to be calling a cab. I mean, I, I was I believed it was it was time he was going to go. And I thought, you know what? They're not going to do it right away. It's going to happen in the morning. And then the next day, which we, we don't have to get into this right now, but the next day. Uh, I think it was Rutherford tweets out, here's the blues practice lines. Oh, what's that? No changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, yeah. So, so yeah, going back to the night of, uh, after the fake Twitter thing and the, we saw yo come out to do the presser after a closed door meeting in the locker right, room after yeah. a closed door meeting. When yo came out to do the presser, I, I was certain that, you know, at that point he's safe for tonight sure <clears throat> and then the next day uh korak and rutherford tweet out the lines and i think i retweeted korak and said well looks like yo's picked the hill he's gonna die on because <laughs> yep. there were absolutely no changes nope and bowmish was back on the top line with petrangelo mm-hmm. it's like well he's just gonna be a stubborn ass mm-hmm. with this fucking bowmeister on the top line Shit, bullshit it's it's truly amazing to me we said it last week how does doug armstrong who i know he was the one that signed bo meester to that contract how does he look at those lines and say yeah that's 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 the best we can put out there 
Absolutely not. Any hockey mind will tell you Bomeister is not a top pairing. You you ask any single person, any other coach in the NHL, where does Jay Bomeister fall into your pairings? None of them would say the top pairing. No. Not even the damn Ottawa Senators. Uh, Guy Bensing uh, tweeted the show and said that uh, I get to listen to you guys tonight. So guy, hey there, is, guy. Guy is listening in from Hawaii. Actually, he was actually in the YouTube chat too, I think. And he said, uh, "I'm not seeing you on YouTube." This was this was before the show started. Uh, so. <laughs> it's because so we say we're going to start at nine. A relevant social media update, right? We right. we started nine, but we actually started about nine twenty every episode. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, yeah. we, we usually like we, we usually like we sit to, down at nine o'clock, right? We have to type out hashtags and mm, all p- kinds pictures of, of beers. Yeah, and, it, yeah, it takes a long time. Yep. You don't know what it's like to run a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Life is tough, says it the is. guy who does the least work on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just shows up with his beer and his yogurt-covered pretzels. Now donuts tonight. Donuts. Mm. I mm. yeah. You Bill has donuts as a pairing for his imperial stout. I've got uh, Mrs. Fields chocolate chip cookie popcorn, which sounds really good. It's not as good as it sounds. Mm. Yeah, it um, popcorn. Yeah, popcorn doesn't really translate well into other junk foods. What I found, you know, you chocolate covered popcorn is fantastic. Yeah, but uh, you go to try to make cookies, and they don't. They don't. There's not enough cookie bits. It's just yeah. it, I don't taste the cookie. Anyhow, uh, so uh, Yo did not get fired. Surprise, which, surprise. Yeah, and I was uh, so I want to ask you guys: assuming they were to replace Yo with a capable coach. Assuming that was an option, mm-hmm. I'm not going to name names or whatever. A capable guy might have been better, might have been worse. We don't know. Uh, should Mike Yo have been fired after this game? Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Thank you. I agree. Yeah, I, I was like I said, I was shocked. Um, I, again, I didn't think they were going to fire him that night. Um, I thought the next day. We would have heard Mike Yo is cleaning out his desk. They've uh, they've named Craig Ruby an interim coach till they find his replacement. Blah 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 blah. I was waiting for that, and it just never happened. And again, when when the tweet came out, Jay Bowmeister top pairing with Petrangelo, and honestly, at this point, yeah. Petrangelo being on the top pairing, right? I mean, it was like, yeah, I know. Oh my god. It's Wait, like did not did, was last night a dream? Did that not happen? It's like Yo's trolling Blues Nation. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh fuck you guys, Bowmeister and Petrangelo, top line, suck it. He's like, oh. I'm the coach. <laughs> I call the parry. You know, I, and I tweeted this out on Twitter. I I don't know why Yo. I'm not saying he has one, but I don't know why he would have a long leash. What has he ever won or accomplished? To has he won a cup in the past as a head coach? No. Has he ever won a division in the past as a head coach? No. Has he ever fucking finished in higher than fourth place in, in the Central? No. Has he ever finished with home ice advantage in a playoff series? <laughs> no. What I, I, I don't understand based on the way it's going. I mean, granted, you know, the, the Hawks game we'll get to was a much better effort, but. You know, up until this point, it's like, 
why are we holding on to this guy? What has he ever won to give someone the confidence, Armstrong, I guess, and that he is going to be the guy? Um, I, I, last Coming off last season was awful um, in terms of what we expected. And the start to this season, awful. After all the moves in the offseason, it's just got to be better. Um, and after this game, I'm like, I'm like, why? If he doesn't, if he doesn't get fired after this game, when the fuck do you fire him? When the 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 yeah. closest comparison I can make, and, and it's probably just the easiest for Blues fans, is you know the Mike Matheny. Mike Matheny was under the microscope since Larusa's time here and, and winning the World Series in 2011. And and people would ask the same question: What has Mike Matheny done? Well, Mike Matheny, as much as I hate to admit, because I was not a fan either. He did get him to the playoffs. He got him to the World Series. He did a lot of things in his first few years that did kind of warrant, okay, you know what? He has proven that he can at least lead a team into the playoffs and get him there and have him compete. Um, again, not to defend Matheny, but but it's true. Mike Yo has never done that. Yeah, he's gotten his teams to the playoffs, but they're first-round exits. And, and you can count, I know that the first year with the Blues – it was a, uh, and then I think when the Blues beat the, uh, or in the Wild beat the Blues in the first round, you could say, oh yeah, well, he went to the second round twice. Yeah, and they got stomped in the second round both times, both of his teams. The Blues on the Predators and then the Wild and the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Blackhawks, yeah. Yep. I mean, it. he's never earned the, 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 the long leash. That and I'm not saying he's gotten a long leash now, and I think, Kurt, you said the same thing. Literally but, exactly the same thing. If you, okay, well, <laughs> see, I listen kind of, um, but I uh, at this point, that is the game that you point to when you say, I mean, again, we talked about this last week uh, with the Winnipeg game. You point to that game on the calendar at the end of the year, and you say, that one got away from us. If we win that game, we're probably in the playoffs. And you just keep, those those types of games are piling up. And you can't let those keep happening throughout the season because, we, I mean, we, we talk about all the third period collapses. If they win all those games and we go and look and, and we we, uh, we open up our crystal ball and look in April where the Blues finish in the standings, if they finish in ninth, three points out, four points out, it's those games that are the reason they're not in the playoffs. I have a new beer uh, I've cracked open. You want to you hear about it? I would just please tell me I'm on the edge of my seat. It is the uh, it's from Four Hands, and it's the uh, Have you had the Devil's Invention, Jeff? Yes, I have. Uh, very dark. Very. It is dark and it's very coffee. Yeah, I like it. And I know why Bill likes it now. <laughs> it's very good. It's it is a, good. It's good. It's I, a coffee stout. It's so weird uh, that I I don't like coffee, but I do enjoy a good coffee stout. Isn't that weird? Well, what's weird is that you don't like coffee. I, it's it's with the combination of the two is weird. I don't like uh, burned water. I don't like it. It's just not my thing. What about uh, what about Buzz Beer? Buzz Beer, Buzz Beer, Buzz Beer. Come on, you guys know where that's from, right? Buzz. Oh, uh, wait, Buzz Beer, Buzz Beer, Buzz. What is that from? I don't know. It sounds familiar. It's a reference lost on me. I was thinking Simpsons. That's Duff Beer. All right. Nope, that's Duff. Yeah. Buzz Beer is the beer they created on 
Oh, yeah. Drew Carey show. That's right. That's That's right. God, a show you never see on syndication, ever. No. Why is that? And you know what? Everybody watched that fucking show. That was a Every funny show. Every time I bring that show up with anybody, they're like, oh, I love that show. There's got to be some kind of a legal or money thing. It's all about money always, but it, it, maybe it's, it's like really expensive or something to, to syndicate. I don't It's weird. Maybe, maybe the actors uh, demand they like sign a contract, they get a shit ton of money for syndicated shows, and they don't do it anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's expensive. It's got to be expensive because it would That's... get people would watch it, especially with him on The Price is Right. He's still yeah. relevant. Oh, yeah. Well, then in Ryan Stiles, he's still on. Uh, I think they still do the the Whose Lines in Anyway show. People still watch that. That was a good show. Great show. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's still a good show if you know where to find it. <laughs> I think it's uh, it, it was on uh, Channel Eleven. What is that called now? The W or the CW? CW. Yeah. It's been the CW for like fifteen years. Well, <laughs> I don't. I stream. I'm above you guys. Oh, sorry. I don't watch that cable crap. CW is not cable. Whatever it is. <laughs> Top Google result. Why isn't Drew Carey showing in syndication? <laughs> <laughs> because it's I, it's got to be a money thing. So you, you looked it up and you let us know? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm right. reading. I'm, right. I'm conducting my research as we speak. Okay. Well, we'll move on. This has been 1990s hour right. on Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, so the so after that, you know, Yo's still the head coach. So the Blues and the Hawks um, the other night. So I think a lot of people were approaching this game as a game this team absolutely had to win. Um, I, it sounds weird to say at this point in the season, but you know there comes a point in the season where you just you have to start saying it's no longer early in the season. I mean, we're what ten games in now? What is it? Still, I mean, it, it's, it's still, still early. October. I'm not saying it's not early. It is early. However, we've all heard the number. Oh, teams that are out of the playoffs on November first or November seventh or whatever it is. Uh, you know, eighty percent of those teams don't make the playoffs. So, I mean, it's it's still early, but it's not. I mean, there is a need to get moving uh, with consistency with this team. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you're basically about twelve percent into the season. Yeah, an eighth of the way. About an eighth of the way. Yeah. Yeah, about an eighth. I mean, that's something that that's that's a chunk. Again, that's a chunk of games that you can look at and say, if we had a winning streak in that time. That's 10 points that we didn't have. And you know what? It's not like we're in the middle of the division, just kind of struggling in the middle. We're in fucking last place. <laughs> we got to jump over a lot of teams. So the, be- the 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 sooner we get moving with this, the sooner the, the and the schedule gets harder. People I think people tend to forget about that kind of thing too is that we've got a lot of days off right now. We're going to be playing a lot of games in a lot of days and it gets tougher, especially the last what? 7 to 10 games of the season. It's like crazy. Uh, uh, all compacted into the same uh, into a short amount of time, so it'd be nice if we didn't have to win six out of the last seven games to guarantee a playoff spot when we're playing them in like what ten or eleven days. Well, and then the annoying part too is when you look at uh, the full Western Conference standings, the Pacific Division has kind of gotten off to a slow start. So you say, okay, uh, again, we're probably going to see uh, five teams out of the Central. Good chance. So if the Blues get off to even a 500 start, you're saying, okay, well, you know, they got a good chance to at least make a, a wild card spot. But I mean, you you look at, at at the West and you say, yeah, they could pass all those specific teams, but you've got five to six teams in the Central Division that you're going to be battling for a playoff spot the rest of the year. I, I mean, 
there's nothing you can do at that point. I mean, it doesn't matter how much better you are in the Pacific Division. If you finish sixth in the Central and eighth in the West, you're still not going to make the playoffs. We have nine. We're in seventh in the Central, last place, nine points. We are seven points out of first. Did Nashville? Is this game over? They win. They won. They won three to one. So they is this updated? No, it's not. So there, we're like we're nine points. They have twice as many points as we do out of first. So um, now, granted, a lot of us picked uh, well us on this show picked the Blues to finish third in the division behind Nashville and Winnipeg. So right now, third place is fifteen points. So we're six points out of where we thought they be where I mean, with thought they finish. So and it's just it's disappointing when Chicago is right there too in fifteen points because they were supposed to be terrible, and they're playing much better than expected. Um, but so we went into this game thinking that, okay, this is kind of a must win against Chicago, who we've lost twice to in overtime before. Uh, third game against Chicago already this season, which is weird, but okay. Um, so we 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 just can't keep blowing games and playing like ass especially division games especially division games and even if even if they were to beat chicago but not play well in doing so like if they won in overtime uh playing kind of crappy hockey but they still won i think even if if they were to win that way i think fans would have been frustrated by that i would have been frustrated by that because it's like you know this team should be better than that so but that didn't happen this game. So they Well, and and like you said, Kurt, I mean, it, this is these are divisional games. Going into the start of the season, typically the Blues are seeing a West Coast swing. Uh they see a uh, a couple of the Eastern teams. They don't see this many divisional games to start the year. So when the schedule came out and it showed Chicago three times in the first month, uh Winnipeg two times in the first month. You say, all right, well, that means that no matter what, I don't care what roster turnover they have, they have got to get off to a big start. And and they just haven't. They've fallen on their faces. And, and you can't lose these divisional games. So, yeah, I I hate the term must-win game. But if you're going to have that label this early in the season, this was the game. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's not a must-win game, but it's it's a the Blues needed to win this game. They needed to win it, and I and like I said, they needed to win it uh, impressively or while playing well. Winning winning this game and not playing well wouldn't have done a lot for the confidence with the fan base. I think because everyone knows the team was playing like shit. Um, I think if they were to, but but winning and winning the way they did, even though it was pretty close late. Um, I, I the, the the Blues played a pretty good game, um, so I, I think that uh, uh, that 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 did wonders actually for the fan base. Um, it's amazing what a game can do. So uh, uh, before the game, Tarasenko pretty much guaranteed the Blues were going to come out pissed off, and they were going to really take it to Chicago, and they did, and he did. So uh, the Blues team that we expected to see this season kind of finally showed up. So they, they showed up in Toronto. And then they showed up uh, against Chicago the other night. So beating the Hawks seven to three was a final. Um, and this time, instead of collapsing in the third, when we had a four to three lead, the Blues shut the door and ran up the score uh, late in the third. So O'Reilly's goal—I I hadn't even gotten downstairs to my TV yet. I was in the kitchen uh, making dinner, and I—I I was I had the TV on, and I saw the O'Reilly goal. Thank God I was watching the TV. Eighteen seconds in, my God. Um, beautiful pass from Sanford 
after Preco carried the mail up the ice and O'Reilly redirected the pass by Crawford just inside the far post. Uh, that's what they call a goal scorer's goal. That was that was that was nice. That was a beautiful goal. I loved it. Great, great start. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I I, I was the same with you, Kurt. I um, we were at Boo at the Zoo, so I actually missed the whole first period. But um, I I uh, I checked my phone. It was like seven oh nine, seven ten, and I was like, oh, I'll check my phone because I just got the notification the game had started. So I'm like, okay, I wonder, you know. Just if there's any late roster lineup changes or anything. So I looked and one nothing blues. And I'm like, oh, that's a good sign. Hopefully that continues. <laughs> so uh Kane, I mean, well, it, it didn't actually the good again didn't continue that long. They as Kane tied it up on a goal that was yeah, you know, rather soft. But yeah. um <clears throat> and yeah, that's what I was. I was trying to uh, to find the reference uh, so that I could give the numbers. But Jake Allen is worst in the league at goals uh, above average. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give it goals against above average. Yeah, it, and <clears throat> after the last two games, yeah, it's the defense, Bill. Yes, yes, it's the defense. Um, it's all the defense. So all of it, all the defense, every single time, it's the defense. Jake Allen is the savior. That uh, that Columbus game, it's hard to really pit on anyone. I thought the whole team looked no. like shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And, I'm in... and and I think we can all agree. But yeah, with with this game, I mean, and, and again, we'll probably get into the other goals here in a minute. Every goal Jake Allen gave up to me was Jake Allen's fault. Awful, just awful. Not on his angles. Right. Uh, showing too line. much net. Yeah, way too deep in I the just, net. Way too deep, just awful. Every single shot that he gave in that, that that beat him, all on him. So, uh, Blues go up two to one, and I don't have the uh, who scored the second goal. I don't have that here for some reason. Uh, anyway, so Blues go up two to one, and I want to talk uh, Zach Sanford. Sanford, okay. So, uh, who has been good? I, he's, I, I love he's Zach great. Sanford. Yeah, at, at this somebody tweeted the other night. Um, forget who it was, or otherwise I'd give the attribution. But tweeted that if this is who Sanford is, we won the Shattenkirk trade. Yeah, I was just on the way home from work today. I was thinking, you know, I talk about Sanford on the show tonight. And I'm thinking, you know what? My God, if 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 he keeps rolling like this, we won the Shat. He's been uh, Shattenkirk's a healthy scratch in <laughs> in New York. Um. Yeah, no, I like I, I I'm liking this. And when we when we first got Sanford and he played a handful of games, I remember thinking, I like this guy. He can play. I like and his game. Yeah, I do lot. too. I do too. Yeah. He gets he gets chances. Yeah. The go back to the Toronto game where he found that soft spot, Perron hit him with a pass. Yeah. Just perfect heel to toe wrister. Oh, the sec- the second goal in this game was the beautiful Perron uh who everyone in the everyone uh, in the Western Hemisphere thought he was going to shoot, and he like does his little uh, uh, dipsy do handle uh, stick handle and just uh, feeds it over to Sanford and it's like oh just a tap in yeah it's beautiful yeah and and that right there is a perfect uh, use of Perron his hands are great yes. his hands yeah. are great yeah and and he's matured he has I have not has he taken a single offensive zone penalty this season. I want to say I remember one. One? Is it yeah. one? Yeah. First game, maybe, I think. Yeah, oh, I it? think so. All right. Yeah. I, I, damn it, I was going to say, no. It, but okay. but, but that's even if that's the case, he's taken one. 
he's improved. Right. No, that's that's a good point. Usually he's good for one every every few games. He's matured. Um, yeah, and then you mentioned it that this is what this is the game that David Perron needs to play. And I mean, shit, I said that back in the the Bacchus Oshi Perron top line days that if he just passed the puck more because he's got such smooth hands and every pass is crisp and and uh the puck never flips up when he passes it if he would just learn that i'm a good passer he'd be a hell of a hockey player and i think maybe in in las vegas last year he learned that and realized i seem to feed my teammates when they're open and and we're gonna score every time and we're seeing that this year lsgae on uh, youtube youtube chat says a uh, good line always liked perron he seems to love the game and is a hockey player. Uh, and also said that uh, he has a scrappy edge too, which I've always liked about Perron. Uh, kind of a scrappy, kind of a you know, skirts the line between dirty player on the net sometimes, right. you know, cheap shots. Right. He's, but, yeah. he's he's no Lapierre, right? He's no, no, no he's not that. He's just, but he will, he will, right. he'll he, get under your skin. He but, picks his moments. Right. Yeah. But I haven't seen that this year from him too much. Right. So. In, in, he's skilled. Yes. He uses his oh, skill. Yeah. yeah. And this second line, if that's what we're calling it, the whatever, the O'Reilly Sanford Perron line, keep it together. I mean that yeah, they look it's, good. it's beautiful. Yep. It's working right now. Agreed. And and more on more on Sanford. Um, you know, you guys have mentioned we won that trade and you know, did we? Do we win that trade? And it's like <laughs> think about it. First of all, Shagkirk Signed elsewhere in the offseason. Now he's a damn healthy scratch. Mm-hmm. The Blues probably did win that trade. Overpaid healthy scratch. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I at, guess the, at the time it was painful because it was like waving the white flag. Yeah. And and we got a lot out of him. I mean, mm-hmm. not defensively. Right. Defensively right. he was, over I mean it was over a, his career. He was a known liability right. on defense, but he made up for it in the offensive zone big time. So there's that, but I guess he's. I haven't looked at his numbers, but I guess he's not so much this year. So, so, uh, you know, another huge feather in the cap of Doug Armstrong at this point, right? Another shrewd mip. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah, the the it's non-move. just the coaching decisions. Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently he tried to trade him for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, and he totally screwed the pooch the year before when he had more value and could have gotten uh, Drew in, but. Oh Drew yeah. Ange. Well, Drew and shit in the bed in Montreal. So. Yeah, but you know what? We, I, we've uh, there's something to be said too for environment and and just being on the wrong team for that your 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 type of player. I you see that all the time. A player has a fantastic run in in one city, leaves as a free agent, goes somewhere else, and he's shit. I was like, what happened? It's like Elliot, and he wasn't shit, but he was just not near as good as he was here. And it's like it worked here with Elliot. It didn't work elsewhere. So. Yeah. Um yeah, and, and with uh with with Shattenkirk, um I think he just lended himself well into a system in, in St. Louis where uh he played on a defensive scheme, which worked for him because he was always with a defensive defenseman. So he could skate up, move the puck, not worry about, you know, hey, we're gonna have forwards back checking. But here, I mean with, with New York Rangers, they're just they're a shit show. And it's showing with Shattenkirk out there on the top pairing start the year. So I wanted to talk about the Anisimov goal that tied the game at two late in the first with a 110 to go because this one got a lot of uh, uh, talk. It was the one with Petrangelo turned the puck over uh, all on the boards. 
So these these are the kinds of goals to me that have kind of defined Jake Allen uh, in a nutshell. So, okay, yes, Petrangelo turns the puck over on the boards, not a good turnover, uh, trying to move the puck out of the zone. Um, and so the Allen fans out there, uh, after the goal goes in, they they jump and scream and see, 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 that that's what that's the problem. It, they're like Mark Pryor yelling fan interference after uh, Steve Bartman interferes with Moises Alou. Uh, they... <laughs> They, they so because because Petrangelo turned the puck over, because there was a defensive, uh, a poor play defensively, that w- it waves that excuses Allen from all responsibility on that goal, um, which I think is is bullshit. Uh, no no fucking way. It was a bad turnover, but the Blues still had two guys back, and again Allen wasn't challenging the shooter. On, on on a wrist shot from the faceoff dot. That's where the I went back and looked at the replay. He 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 shot it from the faceoff dot, and Allen's not challenging. He's at the he's not at the top of his crease like he should be. His left skate is against the left goal post, on yep. a shot that he knows coming from the from the faceoff dot. The 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 uh, Blackhawks forward to Allen's right is covered. The, the pass is not going to him. If it does, good. Because he's covered, um, Allen should be taking the shooter anyway. That's his job, his responsibility. Take the shooter, um, let the defense take the take the winger. Because there was a guy, we had two guys back. Yeah, both on that play. I'm, I'm watching it right now. On that play, both Allen and Petro overplay Kane. Kane's got the puck along the boards and is stick handling, and both and Allen stays way too deep in his net because he knows Kane's likely to shoot the puck. <laughs> But Petro, instead of covering and cutting off the pass from the slot, tries to come back and put a stick in the lane, and but moves five feet and gives the lane to Kane to pass it to Anisimov. Yeah. And Allen, as you said, is back <laughs> skating against the post. That can't happen. Yeah, I, I, I replayed it. I paused it when, when the shot was being let go. And Allen's left skate is against the post. So, and I'm like, he's not anticipating at all. Um and uh, he's too worried about Kane. And, and well, the thing he, is that there were two passes. There, there was there was the there was a, a pass after the turnover, and mm-hmm. there was a pass to Anisimov. Right. So the two pa- I mean, and we had two guys back. So you you're not you're not back there alone with Kane. You've got two defenders with you. You know, don't I don't know. I'm not and sure. Kane's on the boards. Yeah. He's yes, and he was obviously passing. He's not. He's not shooting. But, but even if he does shoot, if he does pass, he, I mean, if he if he passed, which he did, Allen has time to slide out. Mm-hmm. He does. And and even then, he's in his net. He he doesn't have the post cut off. He's right. he, it, it, his positioning was all wrong. Petro, they're both to blame on that play. They oh both yeah, played right. it terribly. Right. No, I agree. And and I you, people came out of the woodwork online to put 100% of the blame on Petro for this goal. People are saying, oh, no. <laughs> That's a bad goal. Uh, watching the uh, Ottawa – who's playing Ottawa and who else? Uh, Arizona. Arizona. Derek Stepan from his own blue light, short-handed wow. five-hole. Yeah, oh, just, no. Just trickles. It was a clearing. It, was a clear, it wasn't a shot even. Oh, so my God. Just, just to make you feel better about Jake Allen. Yeah, it's four okay. to one, so it doesn't matter. But anyway – so people come out of the woodwork to put 100% of the blame on Petro. And 
I, our friend Lance on the Drop Podcast, I listened to his last uh, episode, and he said that it wasn't Alan's fault at all. It was all on Petro. I'm, I'm sorry. I disagree here. He's wrong 100%. Um, yeah, Petro made a mistake on the boards. He His turnover started this play in motion, but but two passes were made after the turnover. We had two guys back, and the shot is a save that Allen should have made. I, I don't know how you can go back on the play and blame the goal on Petro. Yeah, it was a turnover. Fucking turnovers happen all the fucking time. Uh, they, now, the final stats of the game might read four turnovers for the Hawks and uh, or four for the Blues and ten for the Hawks, whatever. No. Uh, uh, misplays with the puck, mishandles, turnovers, bad passes, whatever. They happen literally like every minute and a half in this in, in games. So turnovers are going to fucking happen. They happen all the time. Um Granted, that was a that was a, a stupid turnover on the boards by Petro. But however, with that said, that puck needs to be stopped. So so wait a minute, Kurt. <laughs> Let me understand this. You're saying that a goal could be scored against the Blues, and you you can't just blame it on one person. Believe it or not, Jeff, that there could be multiple people to blame for a goal going in. No, no, and, that's and ridiculous. The defense can make a mistake, and the goalie—you can say the goalie should have had the puck. No, but here's so the wait crazy a minute. Are thing. you telling me that Eric Brewer was at 100 percent at fault for the Blues from 2005 to 2010? That's no, different. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> but the crazy thing about both of those things could happen, and the Blues could still win a game. Right, exactly. And I'm, I'm just, I, I, I wanted to talk about this goal in particular because it was, it was, it was talked about online a lot, um, and 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 on some podcasts, and I, I wanted to address it on ours because, um, I wanted to talk about it intelligently, all encompassingly, um, to cover all aspects of this play, and uh, not be weird about it and just try and blame one single aspect of uh, of this goal on one person. So, yeah, I uh, Petro's mistake started the play in motion, but you know there there was a lot to be said after that as far as the the uh, the goal going in. So I I think I'd what blame Petro for this goal twenty five percent and Allen seventy five maybe maybe thirty seventy something like that because that that's the way I look at it. I I, I if you're going uh, percentage wise, that's that's what I'm gonna say. Let me okay again men's league not as important as the NHL. There was a play recently, one of my ice games, where uh, I did turn the puck over. I turned it over in the neutral zone. Guy skated in on a one-on-one with with my defender, uh, my defense partner. Took a shot, beat the goalie clean. I skated back, and I'm, you know, shaking my head. Sorry, buddy, that was on me. That was all me. And he just goes, "No, it wasn't. I should have made that save." There you go. You know, I mean, that's he's like that. That was a, a straight one-on-one shot. I should have had it. And I mean, I think Jake Allen would say the same thing. I mean, any goalie in the NHL would say, "Yeah, that's a, that's a shot I need to have." Well, and it just didn't happen. You know, part of a goalie's job is to pick up the defense because turnover. I, I from from being a skater and playing out, it it's really difficult. You're you're basically asking your defense and your forwards to play a perfect fucking game. Never turn the puck over. Never mishandle the puck. Otherwise, if the puck goes in, that's 100% on you. 
I feel That's a, a callback coming on. A callback. Are you saying there's such a thing as a critical <laughs> save? <laughs> right. There is such a thing as a critical save. There is. From the previous game, yes. So, However, however silver lining... Yes. With that said, um, that was a that was a shitty goal to give up. But uh, this is when the Blues fortunately started to pour it on. So they got goals from Tarasenko and Bozak to go up four to two. Uh, Kane scored again to get the Hawks within one. And again, I didn't like this goal on Allen. <laughs> I don't want to pick on him too much, but but God damn it. Um, Pang said during the broadcast that Allen was screening the play, but this is when Pareko kind of stumbled and fell and couldn't defend really. And then Pang, uh, and then uh, Kane came in like a left wing at the bottom of the circle, kind of at an angle, and beat Allen near post, which shouldn't happen. Thank you, Bill. Being a goalie, I was gonna I was gonna say that Bill, being a goalie, if you're uh, if you get beaten near post from a bad angle, uh, who's that on? Hmm. Uh, Your goalie coach. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get beat uh, uh, near post on a bad angle shot. Uh, that's that's almost always on the goalie. Uh, you just don't do it. So, so again, all three goals. So I, you guys are agreeing with me. That was all. That was Allen. I, I Allen don't has to make those saves. He, he, I think. He, he, I think. He, he, right, he, he was. Up. He was not good on those three goals. He was not as good as he should have been on those goals. No. Right. Exactly. So you're saying he deserved to be injured. <laughs> no. um, I'm kidding I'm kidding Allen well, fans I'm totally you're, kidding. you're skipping ahead because Kane right. scores again to get the Hawks on the one again um, oh but I just talked that, about yeah yeah and so and then uh, so Sanford's on the play where Allen gets hurt Sanford's back checking on Saad in the blue zone uh, like a good forward does uh, on the two on one Anisimov and Sanford followed Saad all the way to the net and Sanford's hip or thigh whatever it was collided with the top of Allen's head on the scoring chance where Allen made a nice save on the play. No, Allen made his best save of the year. Yeah, it was on good. Play. Very nice save. And, and you know, it, it's for all the cockeyed optimists out there, his last save was his best save. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has a concussion. He got hit in the head, but it looked like his head kind of got jammed a little bit, like the top of the head kind of hit down. I'm thinking it's a just a really bad sore neck maybe or uh i'm thinking a neck strain that was my thought yeah i I mean he could have a concussion i don't know but but he was so slow getting off the ice he was was unsure about yeah he was he was walking really slow needed help that's true everything was measured i've had a concussion before i have too yeah, I, I think I have. I was it was not diagnosed, but oh, I think I, I have one. I know I me have. too. And and I know who gave me one. <laughs> was that me? Uh, Are you serious? That shot gave you a, a concussion? Oh, oh hell yeah! The side of the you telling me a puck to the side of the face gave you a concussion? <laughs> With yeah, I was not playing goal. No, this was in warmups, yes, and I was, was in warmups, and I was trying to recruit somebody to play at our team. <laughs> Well, shot the puck. Shot. I had a, who shoots the puck against the short boards. I had a habit before games of I take shots on net in warmups, and then I also kind of curl back to center and take some shots towards the low shots just on the boards mm-hmm. on, on the and and it got away from me and it sailed and Bill was sitting on the bench talking to somebody, cracked him right on the side of the head. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you, Kurt? Oh. Yeah. Why are you shooting at the short board? He is. You know what? I don't know. I just what I did. It, it, like, that, that was the season we were playing in a, a four on four roller hockey league, and we only had four guys. So I played the entire <laughs> game. 
yeah, it's a concussion. But the because uh, I was stupid. But someone in the front office was kind enough to yeah. bring you on a bag of ice and look after you kind of extra kindly like oh the drunk bartender <laughs> that the, was so bad the drunk bartender who was uh yeah was trying to play uh play nurse play hospital oh god that was <laughs> so bad so bad bad memories <laughs> I, I you know i enjoyed it <laughs> i'm glad somebody did um so yeah so then alan gets hurt it's helped off and uh johnson has to come in and uh, so you know this this and Johnson played fine. Uh, they didn't score on him, but this game was uh, close. Um, under five minutes to go, it was four to three Blues. Yeah. So I think people see the final score and think seven to three. I was a laugher. Uh, under five minutes to go in the third period, it was a four to three lead, and we were hanging on. Oh, not hanging on, but we were you know up by one. Um, it's not like Chicago I will game. say I think they played pretty well with the lead. I do too. Yeah, that, they, the best we've seen them play all year with the lead. Right, and and you know, I don't know how you can measure it, but it seemed like they played better with Chad Johnson in there. And I don't know if that's the hey, we got a cold goalie, we got to play better for him, or we have a backup who's not been good so far, we got to play better for him. What it was. Someone made a comment today on Twitter. I think it was today. Maybe it was yesterday. Said, uh, we'll see how the Allen haters or the Allen bashers or whatever like to call people that, that are critical of Aaron Allen when he makes a mistake. Um, realist, maybe. Um, yeah. uh, we'll see how the Allen haters, uh, uh, how much they hate Allen once they see Johnson play for a while. And uh, something like that. And I was like, well, that could kind of backfire on you, I guess, if Johnson plays like Hutton did last year. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, how many backups and split starters have taken the job from Allen? Yeah. It's not out of the realm of possibility that it happens again. Right. So, well, I mean, if, if Johnson has to play two or three games and, you know, we go 3-0 and and allows two goals in those three games, it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> What are we He's doing now? done it before. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. He did it with Elliot and uh, Calgary, so you never know. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you know, if it does, and it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh boy, <laughs> that'll be <Yep>. fun. <laughs> goal, the good old St. Louis goalie controversy. Yeah, I think that's pretty much every city that has a good hockey fan base. I they the goalies get shit on all the time. Well, <laughs> every, every city that has a good hockey fan base that and a bad goalie. Right. Well, the the jersey you're wearing, Montreal is notoriously hard on goalies. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's not and just St. Louis. Yeah, Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Trade me Tra- right fucking now. <laughs> Tra- yep. <laughs> the old Denny Lemieux. <laughs> Trade me right fucking now. <laughs> Hang up. Um. So yeah, four to three game, uh, under five to go until Tarasenko uh, went into the dirty area and scored a goal uh, right on top of the crease to make it five to three. Great, great image. Yeah. The of that him vanquished vanquished over top of the prone yes. Corey Crawford, yes. who is completely defeated. There are a number of uh no, not to make not to tout this too much because the Hawks have won cups and all that stuff, but um there are a number of uh, uh good images of blues scoring goals on Crawford and him looking like his world has ended. Troy Brower. <laughs> Troy yes. Brower. Troy Brower. Um, the Tarasenko goal, 
that tied it late in game, I think it was one of, uh, or no, game two of uh, 2000 and, what was it, 15, 16? But, 16. Yeah. The, he scored with like, what, three or four seconds to go? Yeah. And, uh, and there's an image of Crawford with his head down on the shelf of the goal, just like in agony. And uh, I, I loved it. So I, I, I had a screenshot of that somewhere, and I, I went to share it because Minnows Arena was, uh, was wanting a like a high-res image of that of uh, the Tarasenko goal from the other night where he's excited and Crawford's laying down. And I was going to post that and say, I have this one too, but I couldn't find it. So good story. Great story. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Beautiful. <laughs> Um, after Tarasenko's goal, then Petro kind of put it away with empty netter. And then to add insult to injury for the Hawks, uh, the Blues got a late power play, uh, and they got a goal from Steen on that power play who let a laser go from the slot to make it uh, a laugher late seven. So you had mentioned when you brought this game up that because of what Tarasenko said after the last game, they pretty much had to come out with some fire, which they did. This goal, the Steen goal, I late in the game. I mean, what he scored like 15 seconds left. Uh, it was a little more than that. I think maybe either way, the game's been put away. It's, it's six to four, six to three. Um, the game's basically over. You've got a power play. A lot of teams just kind of cycle, 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 quick shot, cycle, 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 quick shot. Don't give up any chances. Steen put everything he had into that shot. (laughs) And I read that as, an angry fire, whether it was within the Blues or within Steen, I don't know. But the way that he just bombed that shot, like you would see late in a game that's a, a tie game, led me to believe, okay, Steen is pissed, and he wants every chance he gets to put this game away, even if it's already been put away. The whole team should be pissed. I, I, I and, and you could – I mean, Tarasenko's – you know, Steen's kind of a mild mannered guy when it comes to interviews. He doesn't really show emotion. I mean, um, he basically just gave the company line of, you know, got to work harder, got to work harder, which there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, you, 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 but Tarasenko's comments were interesting uh, about the way because I I liked what he said, even though it didn't it didn't it, it, it wasn't a canned response. It wasn't a you know, we just got to be better. We just got to be harder on the puck. We got to be tougher on the puck. We got to play better in our own zone. It wasn't a canned, stupid response. It was, um, we're pissed off. And uh, I guarantee you, we're going to play much better versus Chicago. And I was like, well, good, great. Fan- something specific and something actually, uh, I wasn't expecting that quite from him. So that was good to hear. And it was good to see, um, especially with him too, contributing two goals into that game. So that was, um, it's no... Mark Messi moment from the Rangers, but <laughs> but it was good to see. I, I like that. So, I, and but again, this was a good game. So was the game against Toronto. Yeah, the game against Toronto was fantastic, and then they and then they shit the bed in the third period against Winnipeg. So, really, let's see how they play against Vegas now to see how they back this up. No, I think well, yeah. oh, I was, was going to say no. I I don't think the the game against Vegas shows it. It's Saturday. Saturday's the theme. We play great on Saturdays. <laughs> Toronto, this is a Saturday game. Chicago, Saturday game. Uh, so, who do we play Saturday? Who do we play Saturday? It's a good question. Did is it Minnesota? We play. Uh, we play Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota on Saturday. Mm. So yeah, divisional game. 
So, yeah, Vegas on Thursday, Minnesota on Saturday, and then we have a couple days off, and then Carolina on Tuesday. Probably our show on Wednesday the 7th, and then San Jose on Friday. Um, but That's on the Blues schedule, right? Let's go Blues Radio Wednesday the 7th. Uh, it's on the actual Blues official site. It says on That's the what 7th. I meant. Yeah, yeah. On the Blues official site, on, on the Wednesday the 7th, is a Let's Go Blues Radio podcast. Yeah. They're so nice putting that on there. 920-ish. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me ask you guys this question before we uh, uh, close up on this game. And I would, there's something else I want to bring up too. But um, Mike Yo, they lose this game at all. I mean, even if it's the best game the Blues have ever played and they still lose, does Mike Yo still have a job today? I think with it being a division rival – Chicago, um, and it being a you know a third loss in a row to Chicago um, after the terrible game against Columbus and the embarrassing finish against Winnipeg and the baddest start to the season. I think I, I would not want him to be the coach. Whether or not he'd be fired, I have no idea. Right, you have much more justification. I mean, I I think at that point it just. You know, it, it it's it's more than doubled down. It's quadrupled down. All the bad that he's, you know, that has become of this team. If they lose that, they they lose that game. I mean, it's just there. There would be no silver linings. Um, but at the same time, I I don't know what it's going to take for him to get fired. I I would not have been surprised to hear in the you know we have this, you know, a nice 5-day layoff until the next game that at some point they made a coaching move uh even it, after the win. It would have been a nice time to do it because right. you have a number of days to get practice in under the new coach, right? So if they were going to fire him on this homestand, it would have been after that game. Right, but and, they won. I, but they but, won in convincing fashion at the end. I'm I'm not convinced that that's what what got him to keep his job. No, I I, I, I don't it's, it's I don't think harder, so either. Harder to fire a guy after a win, but yeah. Oh man, I wonder how many coaches have been fired after a win. STL Blues history. Can you help us out on <laughs> yeah, that point? Yeah. How yeah. often does that happen? How do you even look that up? I guess you could. Days they're fired and the schedule and everything. Man, I that, that's I that can't be many. I I'd go on a limb to say that there has never been a Blues coach that's been fired after a win. Prove us wrong. Coaches in every sport who won and still got canned. That's an ESPN article. Okay. Yeah. I I there's no Blues coach that's been fired after a win. There's no way. We've had like fourteen thousand coaches too. <laughs> Shit. There's a ton for the NBA. Tony Dungy for that's, the NFL, Marty the, Schottenheimer. Uh, basketball, that, the NBA is not even a sport, so let's not talk about that. <laughs> it amazes me how much how much coverage the NBA gets. And all right, you ready for all town. the NHL ones? In this town. What's that? Oh, you ready for all the NHL coaches that have been fired after any, a win? Any blues coaches? Let's hear them. I don't know. Let's let's let me let me roll through. Elaine Vigneault for the Vancouver Canucks in the 2012-13 season. Leading candidate to replace Mike Yo. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I only, hope not. only because he's the only credentialed NHL, NHL coach I don't even, a job. Right I don't now. even care about that anymore. I, I, I don't. Oh, I don't. But yeah. do you think Doug Armstrong's going to bring in a Oh, he cares. Armstrong cares. I wish he didn't. I don't think that's not the way Lee's going. 
Uh, Bruce Boudreaux for the Washington Capitals, 2010-2011. He's had a lot of shit happen to him. Those are the only two for the NHL. Really? Yep, right there. And all of the other sports have a ton, mm. except soccer. Soccer only has one. You acted like there was a bunch of them. Who, who was it in soccer? Carlo Ancelotti, Ancelotti. from Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, my friend Mike listens to the show is going to punch me for not getting that name right. Big Chelsea fan. Mm, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, uh, yeah. So the, the London Blues. Speaking of the uh, Blues third period, uh, they allowed five shots on goal to Chicago uh, when Chicago was trailing. So that's that's a fantastic sign. Way to hold the lead. Allowing five shots on net, only fourteen uh, shots on goal against in the uh, in the final two periods. The Blues outshot Chicago with thirty-seven to twenty-four for the game. Uh, had a good night on the power play, again going uh, two for five. Only took uh, one penalty, which they killed off. Blues had nineteen block shots compared to only seven for Chicago, and the Blues forced ten turnovers, and only had four giveaways. And we won the faceoff battle again, which is uh, a common occurrence nowadays, which is fantastic. 57% to 43%. So a solid night overall for the Blues. If Were they, the Blues not three for five on the power play? Was it three for you five? Said, I said you two. said two. Okay. Three for five then, yeah. Yeah. So, and then, uh, oh, and Bo Mister played uh, almost three more minutes than Edmondson. Mm. So it's, He's on the top pairing, so of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. But so but, but Trenton played 26 and uh, uh, Bo Mister played 20. So here's the thing. The, the Blues are probably the best face-off team in the NHL between having O'Reilly and Bozak. They're, they dominate the face-offs in every game, and our defensemen are uh, very lax to shoot the puck. And can you imagine if we had an actual top-line left-hand shot defenseman, what we could do? You win the face-offs, and you can set up plays off the face-off in the offensive zone, mm-hmm. but no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Don Potential looks pretty good. Yeah, I I love <laughs> I love the idea. I don't know why they don't. I mean, he did it once, and it worked really well for two periods. <laughs> and it, can't trust you. Can't trust a young guy. Petrangelo with anyone but Bowmeister yeah. looks pretty good compared to Petrangelo and Bowmeister. Yeah, hell. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what it is about Petrangelo's game, but if you remember back to last year, when Bo Meester was hurt to start the year, Petrangelo got off to the best start I think we've ever seen out of mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And then Bo Meester comes back, and instantly it was, "What the hell is wrong with Petrangelo?" So. And then then Bo Meester comes out again, and Petrangelo, yeah, that was when the Blues were losing, but it was like, "Oh, Petrangelo's playing okay." Right. And then this year has been probably the worst start we've seen from Petrangelo. Yeah. So, so in the Chicago game, uh, in uh, Chris, uh, friend of the show, multiple uh, uh, guest on the show, Cristiano Simonetta, hmm. um, tweeted a great gif of Kane coming in on Petrangelo, and you can see it in the gif where. Petro is staring at the puck and Kane picks up on it and walks him. It it is just such a an elementary defensive play by by Petro and a world-class player like Kane just just 
made him pay for it. Well, he had some babies in the offseason. So that's that's the built-in excuse for right. half of Blue's Twitter, apparently. Right, and and he's got to lug J. Bo Meester's corpse around the ice for 25 minutes a game. <laughs> I mean, just give him 10 games, 10 games without Bo Meester and see how well he plays. Because, again, this isn't just fan reaction. I mean, you, you have to be able to watch this game, whether you're in Blue's management, whether you're a Blue's fan, whether you don't give a shit about the Blue's, and say – Wow, their number one defenseman does not look very good. So you give him 10 games without Bowmeister just to see, hey, let's see if Alex improves. I guarantee he will. And I'm not putting this on Bowmeister. It's Petrangelo's fault too. But I'm putting this blame on Yo. I mean, you've got to change that pairing up with how poor they've looked all year. Um, Are we done with the Blackhawks game? Yes. All right, I have one more thing I want to bring up. How about the attendance? I haven't checked that. Was a sh- that was a shocker. So people were tweeting, lots of empty seats tonight. Oh. And I thought, meh, meh. So then the attendance, this, now remember, this is the Blues going off, tickets sold, not how many people are actually in attendance. So it's usually give or take a 1,000 fans or so. Uh, your attendance was... 17,201. The Chicago game? The Chicago game. On a Saturday night against division rivals. So that's what happens when you shit the bed twice against them in the previous two weeks, I guess. That that is uh, a a reason, one of the the handful of reasons why you would be fired. (laughs) Yes. We've talked about it before. Listen, Tom Stillman's got plenty of money. Comparatively speaking to their NHL owners, he doesn't. So he's got a every home game matters. That's why it was a big deal to me the playoffs last year. Even if they were four and out last year, that's two playoff games of playoff revenue that he missed out on. And and it was a big deal to, to everyone. And listen, I, I I he's a smart man, he's a businessman, he knows he knows how to, to recoup his losses, but that trend continues, and again, Chicago on a Saturday night, that is a guaranteed sellout every year, every game, and you're well under 1,000 in tickets sold. And again, that's tickets sold. You got to think about the revenue lost in concessions, the revenue lost in merchandise, they I don't, mean, all of that. They it's all ma- gone. They don't make a lot in concessions, though. No, right. I know. The, the, the terrible check-its. Didn't sale. that change, though? I thought that, that- didn't they like renegotiate that to some degree? I thought. I thought that changed I, a little bit. I thought that uh, I thought they're making a little bit more money now on that. I'd have to see some literature on that. I don't know. It's been that way but forever. Yeah, either way, I mean, not having fans in the building, even if you sold seventeen thousand two hundred one, you're still seeing a little bit more of your profit come out too because you don't have fans in the building spending their money. Right. And uh, that's just not good. I mean, parking again. Parking isn't owned by the Blues either, but. You, that's not a good sign for Stillman. And if that continues, you better believe there's going to be some changes. Yeah, and and that and that on top of the other handful of things that we're talking about, uh, probably that uh, is weighted heavier than many of the things we've mentioned because that's money. <laughs> that's that's affecting uh, uh, Stillman's pocketbook. And like you said, uh, the uh, non-player revenue, which is a big, a big f and hairy deal. Yeah. So especially, uh, it's got to be frustrating to to just miss the playoffs. It's like, you know what? Our draft position doesn't change that much anyway. 
So just just fucking make the playoffs and get the extra revenue for it. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the thing that's that's going to be the doom for for Armstrong. I think if they don't make the playoffs this year again, I think that's lights out for Armstrong. I think Stillman pulls the trigger and says, "Listen, I'm I'm spending to the cap here. That's... Now, I'm giving you all the money you want for for this team." And you can't even make the playoffs two years in a row. That's why I think that Yo is not long for this team. Because if I think I think Armstrong gets rid of Yo well before his job is in jeopardy, I I don't think he'll get to that point. I I if the team's not performing as expected, and the attendance is reflecting that, and we're not in a position where we want to be in the play in the standings, uh, Yo's gone because. Like you said, I, 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 I mean, missing the playoffs two years in a row, then all of a sudden Armstrong's job's at risk. Like you said, so I, I think I don't think Armstrong would would die on the sword and leave Yo as coach, and then I don't that's not going to happen. So I think the the first and it's always easier to change head coaches. That's the uh, easiest thing to do when a team is struggling. You, you you fire one guy, you hire another guy. Uh, maybe they bring in a different system of some sorts, and it kind of uh, and it happened when Yo took over. The team was on fire when he took over. Um, the, the team gets a boost. It happens right, a lot. Right, the anchor that was Hitchcock was lifted. Yep, yeah. And now the which is weird. The the anchor that is Yo might get lifted, which is like a vicious, stupid cycle. Well, uh, hire hire a young guy. Hire a young guy. The uh, innovative young guy. That is not the same old, same old bullshit. Right. Take a risk. Yes. Take a take a risk with a young coach who wants to do semi innovative things and not the same old bullshit. And with a team that's fairly, you know, you got a lot of new pieces and some young kids. As it's it seems like a I don't know, a logical thing to, to try if the team can't turn around here very soon. Mm. I and it, it it says a lot coming off the Chicago game. Where you win seven to three, and we're we're having this discussion. It's yeah. because we know what's coming. I, I, we're not, I we know we're not stupid. They're not about to go on a winning streak. No, I, I, this, I think this team is not prepped for that. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, because I fooled me once with the Toronto game. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Chicago game. We we won seven to three, and they had a really nice finish, a really good third period. But yeah, we would need to do this a number of games in a row. We we need to win like at least five of these seven home games for me to be happy with a homestand. Yeah. Based on the start of the season. Yeah, and we've already they, lost one. Right. They they've got to get themselves back to five hundred at least, right? I mean, it, this is this is just a it's a shit start. They they at least have to get them, you know, back into uh, you know a playoff contention. Obviously, it it is very early. It's way too early to talk any kind of real playoff talk, but as you said before, you can't shit points away at at any point in the Central Division. Aaron Knox, uh, Mr. Apple Juice, in the YouTube chat says, uh, "Winning two in a row would be a nice start." Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's Lowered expectations. Yeah. How far have we fallen? Oh my God, two wins in a row would be fantastic. From a from a so, season where we're supposed to like uh, be a much improved team. All right, nice win. If you win tomorrow and then you win the game after that, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. Right. We haven't seen the uh, uh, Mr. Blue's hat 
streak tweet yet this year. Hey, look, Henrik Lundqvist can be had for cheap. <laughs> He's injured now. Oh, we got hurt. Oh man, that kind of that makes our uh, uh, social media fail even better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it a knee? Or is it a th- oh, it's a hamstring probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Uh, it's. It's either a hip or a. Yeah. Oh, he's going back in. Uh, yeah. He's a fighter. He's resilient. <laughs> uh, so as far as the Allen and the Allen injury goes, they haven't said a whole lot about it, um, other than that he's hurt. Um, Upper body injury day to day. Yeah. They well, have, have, he, he, have they even said that? I no, I haven't heard anything. But he he was on the ice today. Um and during the team's practice, but he didn't like I don't think practice he was on the ice but didn't I don't think it right. worked out on drills. his own after Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um he's questionable to play in Thursday's game versus the Vegas Knights. I can't imagine he would Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a telling. Wednesday's practice will be telling. So, Huso, Fabry, and Gunnarsson have all been called up. So, it'll be interesting to see if Huso sees any action. Uh, we don't have back-to-back games for a while, and I don't think Allen's very, not that long. Very doubtful. Yeah. Um, if, if anything, uh, Chad Johnson gives up four goals, and they put him in. Yeah. I, 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 Just I, like Bennington in that game against Edmonton two years ago. What about Bennington? Why not Bennington? Why not Bennington? Um, you can't even get our own hashtag right. I, you know Come what? I, it's it's if if it would trend, I would get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm on board with Bill. I don't I don't think he sees any action unless Johnson plays bad, which is likely. Uh, it can happen. It can happen. Um, so I'd love to see him just to see him play, just to see what he's having a bad year at San Antonio though. So. Yeah. It's the defense, though. The defense is a fault in San Antonio. It's not Huso's fault. It's all in the defense. It's all their fault. Right. Chris he, Butler. That's exactly. Head, head coach. Uh, uh, what's his name? Ban, Ban, Bancroft? Steve Bannon. Oh. Steve Bannon. Yes. Head coach Steve Bannon. He's at fault. <laughs> it is not. It is not Billy Huso. You better back off. The defense's own coverage has been terrible. But why not Bennington's having a decent year? He is. He is. Drew um, Bannister. That's the head coach. Okay. Um, <sighs> so with the call-ups, that means that uh, someone's getting weighed and someone's getting sent down. So uh, Cairo, or as some folks like to say, Cairo, <laughs> Jordan Cairo got sent down to the AHL. Uh, for a bit, I don't think he'll be down there too long. Yeah, um, no. It, so it, it's the obvious choice. You know, we've talked about this before. He's the, you know, of the two rookies, he's the AHL eligible guy. So it only makes sense that it's him. But the the, the multiple uh, blues mouthpieces, uh, you know, putting stuff out on Twitter today about, uh, you know, Kyrou just needs to go down there and get some get some honest playing time. Why the fuck won't Yo give that to him here? <laughs> well, would you put would you put him on the top two lines? I would for a game. I mean, fuck, you're putting Bomish on the top line on defense. Why not put Thomas on the top you, line? You put second him line. on the top two lines. Second line. But you don't give him any fucking power play time. Yeah, yeah no, no, I agree with you. And it's uh, it's annoying because you look around the league. You look at uh, maybe not 30 teams, but 20 teams and teams that are doing well. They're putting their their because that the way the game has evolved, you don't have to be a physically mature player anymore 
I mean, you can put your 18, 19 year old. I mean, look at uh, Brady Kachuk, Austin Matthews when he came into the league. Yeah. These guys are not physically mature when they get there, but because of the the new rules on hitting and and hits to the head, these guys were able to come in and make major changes uh, to the team. I mean, again, Austin Matthews, his first game, he scores four goals. You're never going to see that in St. Louis, right? Because they're not well, they're they're not the veterans. Veterans win games, says the 2007 Anaheim Ducks. You know, I mean, we're going to follow that philosophy until the day we die, because that's how this organization has, has always worked. And again, you're not seeing that around the NHL. Around the NHL, it's youth. Youth is taking over. Look at the Boston but, Bruins. Everybody yeah. thought they were a corpse going into the last going into last year. And then they had a hell of a season, and they rely a lot on young guys. David Pasternak never—he was always afforded the opportunities on the top two lines, and they let him have his growing pains. And that's the thing with Yo. So good. You make one mistake, and well, we got to teach you a lesson. You're sitting for a while, kid. Oh, you're gonna sit in the press box next game. Steve Ock can tell you a whole lot more about how this game's played from up there. You know, it's funny because uh, you hear people say, well, you know, Thomas has got to play in the fourth line because, you know, they're not going to, you know, he can't play, you know, because uh, basically it's in stone, uh, O'Reilly, Shen, and Bozak on the top three. I'm like, why is Bozak and stone on the top three? I I like Bozak and all, but Bozak can play fourth line center. I mean, mm-hmm. why, are you, why can't you flip flop? Why can't you put Thomas on third line for a few games? I, I don't see the problem with that at all. Um, I, I, what it, um, I, I get. Okay, you want to stick with Shannon O'Reilly in the top two lines. Okay, fine, but uh, you can put Thomas on the third line. Uh, there's no, I have, I, I, explain to me why you can't do that. Well, and let's let's be honest here too. Why why can't you try him on a wing with Shen or, or O'Reilly? That was and- my that was my speculation earlier uh, in the in the preseason. I thought, you no, know, they, you know what? Uh, since Thomas would be pushed down on the center spot, he could. He could play a higher on a higher line on a wing, right? Or, or I mean, again, I know this is this is. If I said this to Mike Yo, I think his head would explode. But you throw Thomas on the top line and you put Shen on the right wing, where he has played many years of his life. That's we talked about this in a preseason show, I think, because Shen, Shen Shen did play a lot of a lot of wing in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I. I Try it. Stubbornness, That's stubbornness, right. and inability to uh, try and be creative um, with the young kids. I just don't. Right. I don't like the veteran it. bias. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I. It just doesn't make any sense. I, I, why you? You've got all the talent in the world, and I, now I, I'm not saying that they're going to come in and score 30 goals their their rookie season, but it'd be nice to to give them a, a handful of games on a on a line with some more. Uh, they get more more playing time. To see how they handle it, just right. In the whole idea of well, they they have they have to earn it. They have to get their experience. They have to earn it. Bullshit. Yeah, that's that's, that's what the other teams aren't doing. That's why I don't. That's why I'd be happy if you were gone tomorrow. I I I, I don't. Right. I'm not comfortable with the whole uh, handling of the the young kids versus the veterans thing. I hate that. It's a lot it's of kids. A lot of coaches. Same do shit as Hitch. As long as Hitchcock and Yo are head coaches. The teams that they're head coaching will never have a Calder Trophy winner because oh, they're not going to get the playing time. They won't get no. They're they're, they're third fourth line. Oh, Kairou played, and that's that is a time. dinosaur way of thinking in the NHL. 
Kyru truly got, a dinosaur way. Kyru got his playing time, and now he's sent down too. So, yeah. Which because, listen, because I, I mean, look, to I'm, I'm going to agree with. I'm going to agree with with the the people, uh, the, the Rutherfords and the the Koraks, that it is probably what's best for him, because he's not going to get the playing time here. And I'm with Bill. Why the fuck not? But he's not. We can ask that. We can ask that all we want. He's not going to. Right. He so got some, he got some time on the first line, the second line. Right. But again, no power play time. No. Which mm-hmm. which again, power play time is something that. typical uh, uh, Stone Age coach thinking Mm. that, oh, you got to be a veteran and you got to earn that power play time. All right, whatever. I mean, I I, I don't, how are you going to know if if a guy, uh, what if, what if you're, you're a young stud, 21 year old or whatever the fuck, uh, how old they are, uh, can, are are fantastic on the power play. You don't know. Try it. So listen, I'm not trying to compare Cairo to, um, Austin Matthews, but can you imagine if Matthews's first year, Matthew Barzal, another one from New York Islanders, the, the years that those guys had, if the coaches were like, nah, you've got to earn your power play time. I don't care that you're scoring two goals a game in even strength. I'm not putting you on the power play. What the f- what the fuck? Why not? You're gonna put one of your better talents out there on the power play? The Blues, right. almost, the Blues the- almost have they almost have to be Blues fans should be thankful that the Blues didn't have a first overall pick when McDavid or Matthews was available because if they drafted number one overall and picked this blue chipper, fantastic future star scoring winger or whatever, uh, he would be pushed down on this on the on the depth chart to the fourth line, and he wouldn't get he'd get eight minutes a game. Well, it was like what Barry or, Melrose wasn't he the one that was uh, the head coach when Stamkos first came in the league? And he was fired up for what fourteen games or something was, or eight games. He wasn't playing him because yeah. he wasn't playing Stamkos. And it's like, yeah, he's the future of your franchise. You got to play the guy. And again, I'm not trying to compare Kyber to those guys, but it just shows the right. way the NHL is mm. going, the way that the rules have have lended itself to younger players being able to come in and make an instant impact. The Blues don't seem to follow that trend at all, and that's an issue. Right, and one of the biggest knocks on this team from uh, from uh, people that cover the game outside of St. Louis, is the team lacks speed. Those yes. those are the two guys that have it, and they're underutilized. You can tell by watching Thomas play. Thomas has one assist in, was it six games? Um, but his it, passing and no, his vision. No, I agree. I agree. You can, you can see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can see it watching in my living room. I can tell that when he has the puck, the creativity in the, in the 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 hockey sense that that people like to tout yeah. is there. It, he has it. He makes he he is going to make things happen if he can just get the playing time to you know let let him develop at a faster pace, and, and maybe that's his disadvantage because his age and he can't play in the AHL. So he's forced to be up here. And if I guess if he were of age, he might be in the AHL right now. Playing is better competition, more minutes. I get it. But you, you can see it now. You can see it. And I, I, it's, it's, I think he's going back to juniors. <sighs> if Mike Yo remains the head coach, he's going back he's to got, juniors. He's got six games played right now, so he's got he's got three more to play. But that would be so aggressive. I but that would be so Mike Yo. How awful would that be? And then 
let's say that happens and two games later they're firing Mike Yo. You know, like and bringing in somebody who would actually play him. I mean, it's that's the kind of that's the bluesiest thing that could happen right now. (laughs) But would they bring in somebody who would actually play him? No, they'd bring in Ken Hitchcock again. And and maybe that was why uh so why Armstrong left uh to you know after the fourth uh Columbus goal. Ken, please, please come please on, come buddy. back, Ken. Uh, Baby, well, come back. He started there, playing that song. Uh too. was it Theo? Theo Holleran on the on Twitter did the research for um uh acquiring a uh a coach the Molly's coach was his uh yeah uh, uh, yeah Sheldon Keefe, <laughs> yeah, Keefe. Right. that he's that he's not protected by right. so uh, by the he, rules he could be he right. could be wooed away and hired right technically right. by an NHL team you couldn't like uh, what do you say you couldn't get Bradshaw because he's he's an assistant coach right right, right. yeah that was that was the full thing he said to to, to clue our uh listeners in something uh Theo Hall 65 I want to say is his name on Twitter um, gave us some really great information that, uh, yeah, AHL coaches, you can poach them midseason, no problem. They're not protected. So the Blues did want to go after, say, Sheldon Keefe. They could, um, but they cannot go after assistant coaches in the NHL. So Bradshaw, Kirk Muller, those guys are off the table if you want to hire someone midseason. Which I'm I'm fine with. I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have, I don't, have the inner workings of of the, the the details on how good a fit this coach would be, but based on what I've read from this guy, uh, Keith, I I I like the he intrigues me, and I I I hope that he's I mean he's on a number of NHL coaches right uh, NHL teams radars, but I would hope he's on uh, Armstrong's radar right now because especially with Yo being hopefully in a situation where his job is in limbo right now where if if things don't progress and turn around quickly consistently then he's gone i would hope that keith would be a guy that's on the short list for the blues Based so to, on- to kind of emphasize our point lsgae says that montreal is playing their top pick uh Kotenemi, is that how you saying that kota kanemi Kota it's, Kota, it's, it's yeah. it's it's yeah it's a mouthful <laughs> And then uh, he also mentions um, Pedersen from the Vancouver Canucks. Yes, who lit up the wild last night. Yeah, I watched that game. He is <sighs> God. He's good. And, and, yeah, you're you're seeing these young guys come in and make an instant impact. I mean, look at Vancouver. They've they've their heads and tails better than the Blues right, right. now. The, the Sedins went off to the sunset, and yeah, they're you know they're they're letting their young guys play. Because they have no choice, right? But... I, and and the the Blues are a, a little bit different situation where they've got they've got guys in the top two lines that are you know just and we're scoring a lot of goals. So we're not we're not hurting for goal scoring necessarily. So I don't I don't think that's I think we're just you know, would like to see more development and ice time for uh, the younger kids. Which which you know I I get it that. The top two lines need to play more because that's where your talent is. But still, it would be nice to see at least third line minutes for me personally. Well, it's, uh, it's not just goals. I mean, we're we're talking about offensive zone pressure. The Blues, if they could up that, that would that would take away some of the uh, shit we've seen in the defensive zone. And then I think a lot of the offense has been lacking on the back check. And if you have speed like a Kairou, like a Thomas, 
those guys are going to back check a little better for you because they can get back quicker. Um, so uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Kairos at the it's at the HL. We talked about that. Um, you're back sent to uh, waivers. So, uh, and Jeff Jones tweeted out that he is the first Blues defenseman since Darren Rumble to play less than ten minutes and record a minus three, and that was all she wrote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah the Jakob Yerebek era in St. Louis uh, apparently has come to a close. How will the Yerebek era be remembered? You know what? I mean, I, not that a sixth round pick is worth a whole lot, um, but it seems like we just gave it away for. You know what I mean? He played. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. It, it's it. It was unimpressive, unmemorable. Um. Yeah. It's it was a weird move. But yeah, I I get it with the injury with the Gunnarsson and Bertuzzo injuries and stuff at the time, but he played one game. No. If yeah. he goes in to San Antonio and plays well there, I'm okay with it. He cleared because didn't he? he cleared. I, yeah, I, I, I thought he it, just went today, so we'll find out noon tomorrow. Yeah, we'll find out noon tomorrow. Yeah, so we don't know yet. Uh, but yeah, if he if he ends up in San Antonio, that might end up. I mean, that's basically what your sixth round pick is going to be. Um, that's a guy you can play on your AHL team and then fill in on the age NHL for injuries. That's fine. Uh, that's yeah. Fine. So if that's but, what he becomes, I'm fine with that. But but but, but if he gets claimed, it's like well, I, not that I would really care. Uh, but it's like yeah. <laughs> We we traded a sixth round pick for one game for a guy that in, it was a minus three in the game. Wait, who do we get him from? Edmonton. 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 Yes. yes. So <laughs> I mean, it's it, it'd be the ultimate dick move to you know pluck him back, but oh, that yeah. that typically happens, right? Well, they'd have to make That's, a roster move then too, right, it's, unless it's, they have room. But I don't know. Right, it's waiver. It, it typically happens with waiver moves. So you pick somebody off yep. waivers, you try to put them back on. through, and they yep. the other team gets them later. Yep, gets them back. Ted Donato didn't that happen with the Blues with Ted Donato? That... They picked him up off waivers. They he played one game and then he went back to Boston. That was it, Donato. Mm. I could be wrong. On that, that was it was somebody. It might have been Donato. Yeah, I think so. Well, we can open up the show if somebody would like to jump on the show and quickly give their take. Let me tweet out the uh, link to join us live on the air. Hey, oh. Mr. Apple, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Motts. What's up, buddy? I don't, I don't like that's become my moniker. <laughs> uh, I don't think you get to pick. I, I know I don't. But. <laughs> uh, Aaron Knox has joined us from, uh, wait, don't tell me, North Dakota. South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah. You did that last the week, Dakotas. The, the Dakotas. I should have said Dakotas. Should have. Damn it. What better Dakota. The better Dakota. Aaron, uh, what's on You're your on mind, bottom, Aaron? though. Bottom's better. There's yeah, bottom is bottom's better. Bottom's better. Well. <laughs> Let's work on the bottom. <laughs> um, I don't know. Fire Mike Yo. <laughs> bring, bring, bring up youth. I don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> At we least have make it something fun. different. We have youth. We've been playing some youth, just not I, consistently. More Two youth. Youths. I mean, more youth. at this point, if we're going to lose, might as well bring up, like, Eric Foley, Clem Costin, Nolan Stevens, Mitch Reinke, Nico Mikola, Jake Wallman, Billy Huso. Give him game time. From what I've heard about, fun. from what I've heard about Costin, he's been an utter disappointment this year in San Antonio. He only has two goals, I think. Yeah, but 
I, I read for highlight reels. I read one article. It's just one article, and about how I mean, I I, I love would love Costin to to make an impact and push to make a roster spot at some point or whatever, a call up for an injury, whatever. But I uh, yeah, from what I read this season, he has not been playing that well. So I mean, neither of the Blues. So true. Least- neither has the entire Rampage team either. So they're terrible. At least Clem Costin would be more interesting than Oscar Sundquist. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. The mm, whole Sundquist which, thing is weird to me. It's like yeah. you've got guys that are more talented, higher ceiling, can would turn, produce more. Can turn within a 180-foot radius. <laughs> yeah, and can avoid Tim uh, Wilson. Uh, Tom Wilson. Tim Wilson. Tom. Tom. Tom Wilson. Tom. Tim Wilson is a... Uh, 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 the neighbor on uh, Home Improvement is that Tim Wilson? <laughs> Wilson, Wilson, it was Wilson. Wilson. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I would. I Sunquist is is a nothing to me. I, I when he's a, he's a warm body. Yeah, I don't. I he's, seen, he's I, a guy when you have a lot of injuries and you need somebody for your fourth line. But you he's call him up. But he's been a guy that but we we haven't had the injuries in the forward core, and he still plays right. Exactly, he was, he was getting playing time in lieu of either Cairo or Thomas, and that's just that makes no sense to me. I don't that that if, if, if there was a forward uh uh puz, a puzzling move in the forward group and a puzzling move in the defensive group, it's the Sunquist love affair that that yo apparently has and the bowmeister top line uh, those are the two i would i would i would never play sunquist again unless we had a couple injuries in the forwards i would i would play i'd play thomas i'd play uh kairu i play the kids over sunquist i don't i've i i feel like we've seen the best sunquist can, can offer and he doesn't offer that much right his his memorable goal uh last year was a fan on slap shot. <laughs> I I can't even recall it. So. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, what can Oscar Sundquist do that Sammy Blake couldn't? Yeah, I don't. Uh, Ice the puck late experience. in the game. You think you think Blay is a He's an older guy has experience? Yeah, you, you think Blay is more of a a AHL preseason guy than an NHL guy? I could see him being a a solid. Third line guy. I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago a uh, guy like Michelle Picard, and and uh, I don't remember who I was referring him to, but a guy who has hands on your third line. I could see that being Blay. So, so you think you think Blay has a higher upside than Tony Herkus had when he was? Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but not a higher upside than Bill Day. Peter Sena. Peter Sena. Mister scores a goal against Patrick Waugh when he's up. First game. Yeah. You know who else did that for the Blues? Reed Lowe. Tony McKegney. Jim Montgomery, head coach of the Dallas Stars. Jim really? Montgomery. Jim Montgomery. War number 12. War number 12. Yeah. because Former I, Missouri River Otter. Former, oh, where the hell did he play? Uh, in uh, college. Um, shit. Maine. Maine, yes. Yep, scored first. It wasn't first game, but first season, first NHL goal. Patrick Waugh in the old Montreal. The only reason I know that about Montgomery is because he wore 12, and I, I, I took note of players who wore 12. Yeah. So. Uh, Chris Kennedy wore number 12 for the Blues. Do you remember that? No, I can't say I do. <laughs> that That's a name. Look it up. I think he played like five games for the Blues. Hmm. <laughs> Montgomery played more. True. <laughs> Half a season? Maybe. Not even that. 
So what do you think, Aaron? You think uh, after the Columbus game, you think that should have been Yo's final game? Oh, yeah. I mean, he should have been fired before that, but oh, yeah. <laughs> Glad we're all on the same page. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, it's weird. I mean, it, it's got to be a weird position for Armstrong to be in because he, he, you know, he hears the chatter and he doesn't give a fuck. You know, I, I'm sure he doesn't because, I mean, people in that position are like, you know, I, what, you know, fuck them. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I, I, I'm in the position they're not, you know, they're sitting in their mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, they know. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm. I think. Um, oh yeah. What? Eighty percent of Blues fans, would you say? I'm just like a guest. Want, want you gone? I mean, mm-hmm. it, there are some people that say you know they're they're not on board with it yet, but I, the vast majority are. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people that are holding on to the. Um, you know, we've gone through so many head coaches. It's time to start holding the players accountable. Which that was me. And I know Bill disagree. That was that was me with Hitchcock until the last season he was here. Um, you know, hey, come on, you already let go Davis Payne. Same kind of groups here. Well, you know what? Nobody is left from the Davis Payne era. Uh, first couple of years of Hitchcock, nobody's left, right? Except Steen. Um, Tarasenko. You know, Tarasenko. Taras- yeah. Well, Tarasenko, but he was the second year of Hitchcock, I believe. But still, I'm just saying, like, there's not a lot of guys left. From, from the previous coaching fire, Ballmeister. <laughs> oh, yeah, He's eternal. Um, but Not yeah, eternal? I mean, I I, he, I completely he, he hunts at the, night. Is that what you're saying? He's eternal. He's eternal. He hunts at night. He's eternal. That's what you're saying. I agree with the hold the hold the players accountable. They need to be held accountable like the coaches too. But I mean, at this point, we talked about last week the breakouts. The defensive scheme, uh, just everything about this team looks sloppy, choppy, just not good hockey. And that, to me, points to coaching. They and, just needed five days off of good, solid, hard practices. That's all yeah, they needed to get yeah. to. Skate with bag skates. <laughs> Herbies. Because bag skates work. Yeah, it's, that's somebody tweeted that out Um uh, about uh, Blues practice moved to the mills. Ever want to see a bag skate come out and watch? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, we tweeted out earlier, how will the St. Louis Blues fan, how will St. Louis Blues fans remember the uh, Jakob Jurebeck era? And uh, CJ replied, we lost a pick over this guy. <laughs> Which, we, I mean, he has not gone yet. And Deanna tweeted, responded, uh, who? I'm like, uh, well played. And... Uh, Connor Showalter said minus three in 10 minutes. Oof. <laughs> uh, so joining us for the show, apparently uh, has no electricity right now. Hawaii Blues fan. <coughs> I was just getting ready to mention his tweet, actually. if he, Can you hear us? Guy, are you there? Uh, he may be having issues. How is he online with no electricity? I, I don't know if he actually has electricity or not. It's just he's, he's in the dark right now. I see a flashlight going in the background. <laughs> <laughs> or a cell phone. I think he's... Uh, but anyway, he tweeted earlier, uh, uh, I hope you guys will put in the shed and plug for my U-Ride... I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to re... I'm going to try and fix the... Maybe it was like tech, uh, uh, speech to text or something. 
I hope you guys will put in the show and plug in for... Uh, I hope you guys will plug, plug my pregame videos of you from afar. Yeah. He, uh, a guy, uh, the Hawaii Blues fan, is doing a YouTube uh, uh, video every... I'm not sure how often he does it, but he does it... Uh, he's in a handful now. Uh, like They're like seven or eight minutes long or so, something like that. So his his take on the state of the blues uh, currently, so... Yeah, he does them on YouTube. Uh, I believe his YouTube name is Hawaii Blues Fan. Yep. And I think he recently started, a, he was putting them in some of the Facebook fan groups, but uh, I don't think he is any longer because caught some flack over that. So they don't like self-promotion. <laughs> it's all about the group. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Blues fans groups. Yes. Social oh. media fails. Ooh, a segue that look is. At that. Oh, look at you. Segway master. Master the segways. Uh, so blues social media fails. Uh, you know what, Jeff? You want to take these? You 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 pick these today. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll take them. You, you go for it. Okay. So uh, this was in reference to Cairo being sent down to the rampage. Cairo. Cairo. Uh, Cairo. Right. Uh, it is, uh, this is from our friend Carl Stunky, mm. who, uh, if you're on blue stinky. Twitter, stinky, 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 whatever stank. If you, uh, stank, if stank, you're stunk. on blues Twitter, you heard, you've seen this guy, you've probably been blocked by this guy. Um, he, uh, yeah. he tweets, <laughs> this is what happens when the blues sign too many free agents. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to mute you there guy. Cause you are uh, yeah, giving some major feedback there. Right. Okay. He's okay, taking so Twitter he says, literally. He says, this is what happens if the Blues sign too many free agents. With the exception of Perron, the free agents have been average or worse. O'Reilly does not count. They did the proper thing there. Then canceled that by signing Bozak and Maroon, which blocks Kairou and Thomas. So disagreement there. Um, I will say I don't think Pat Maroon has been phenomenal. But he's putting up points. Yeah. He, and, and he's, he's looked good. And I think Bozak has looked fairly good for the Blues, too. Again, we've talked about this. It's not the offense that's been the problem. No, no. And, and I think, too, that with it, uh, and, I mean, Bozak, it's weird. When I looked up uh, 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 Maroon's numbers, I was like, oh, he's on a pace for a career high in points. Right. All assists. All assists, right. Well, who cares? I mean, the goals are created. But I. Yeah, I, I I don't think Maroon has played as well as I expected him to. But more he's, of a skating thing too. Right. It's not so much of it. Like his skating has been lackluster to me. Right. No, he's he's not a good skater, and that's I I don't like him on the third line, but I love him on the power play. Yeah. He's, he he just disrupts the defensive structure of other teams by being the guy on top of the crease, the net front presence. His his uh, his uh, stuff wraparound, uh, not wraparound, but his stuff obligatory every game. Yeah, it's it doesn't it hasn't worked hasn't worked yet. So madness play RV. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's the new uh, it's the new Dimitri Yashkin. Yeah, yeah, uh, wraparound. Yeah, well, it's not even as much a wraparound. It's just a at the side of the net and trying to stuff it far side, and it hasn't worked yet. It's Keith Kachuk's old move. Yeah, I think Kachuk did have a little more aplomb, though. Yeah. Carl, Carl Stanky is an idiot. He's, a, he's an idiot. Let, let, let's be blunt. The guy, the, the guy has uh, strange takes um, 
thinks he's God's gift to hockey, and he he's weird. He's a weird, a weird guy. And if you're not blocked by Carl, his Twitter profile picture is a (laughs) selfie with closed eyes. A selfie, like you know what? You can try it again. Take another (laughs) one. Um, but yeah, no, one and done. If you're not getting blo- if you're not blocked by Carl Stanky on on uh, uh, Twitter, you're twittering wrong. And his, you know what? Uh, check him out and tell him how fucking wrong he is about I don't know everything. It's at Carl K A R L one two three four five nine. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six was taken. So I guess yeah, Carl with and a K. And then seven, then eight. So he. Sell them on that. Carl with a K, one, two, three, five, nine. Go ahead and uh, check out his ramblings and tell me if you don't feel dumber after reading him. He, uh, he is the thing that bothers me about him most is not only is he just spewing crap, um, he goes after all of the media members. Like they'll just tweet Barbershev skating on the fourth line, and he'll, oh my god, bleh. I mean, just every little thing that is said. He has to attack. So, yeah, he's he's an interesting one to be sure. Brother, you follow a sport, be happy, just have fun. Yeah. Oh, he uh, he 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 pretends he's like uh, calling into sports talk radio and uh, like going off and making a difference. It's really weird. So uh, got to hit the Carolina celebration. Oh yeah, right. Yep. Probably. Uh, so, uh, all right, their next one. Uh, it's actually uh, a little bit of inception here. Uh, it's from our friend Art Lippo on Twitter, but it's not technically from him. He just kind of quote quoted or he screenshot shared. it. He shared a screenshot. Yeah, yeah, he shared a screenshot from uh, was this from the Blues Lounge, right? St. Louis Blues Nation. St. Louis Nation. One okay. of one of uh, fourteen different uh, Facebook groups. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so in this one, we'll uh, I'll, I'll go over what the. Uh, the screen grab was, and then I'll say what, what uh, Art's hilarious comment was. Uh, it's from Kent LeBlanc in St. Louis Blues Nation. The Blues logjam of young players who need to be developed in the NHL, not in junior or the minors, means we need to look to make a two or three for one trade with a team who will trade talent for youth. Potential swaps. So these are always fun. <laughs> Blues trade Zach Sanford, Jay oh, Bomeister oh, okay. to make the cap numbers work, is what he says, and Clem Costin to New York Rangers for Henrik Lundqvist. That's yep. fun. <laughs> uh, Blues trade Jay Bomeister, Robert Thomas, and Jordan Schmaltz, and a second round pick to Phoenix for Oliver Ekman Larson. Uh, he says, I like the first better than the second, but both teams need to get rid of anyone over 25 for future players. And then he has go for broke. So this is his, I guess, crazy trade blockbuster. His all in move. Yep. Blues trade J Bowmeister, Jake Allen, Thomas Steen. So Thomas Steen, not, <laughs> wow. not Alexander. Can, Steen, can you trade a guy? Can you trade a guy's trade, dad? Can you do that? Trading his father. One day contract. So Jay Bomeister, Jake Allen, Thomas Steen, Robert Thomas, Sammy Blay, and Vince Dunn to Montreal for Carey Price and Shea Weber. That is an awful trade. That is so bad. That is a god awful, so fucking awful, awful hey, fucking trade. Hey, but to his defense, I hear that Thomas Steen is the best guy in the room on the dad's trip. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> besides Ryan Reeves' dad. Oh my god! So it doesn't get more veteran than someone who has yeah, a thirty-four yeah, you want year some, old you want son some, in the league. You want some veteran leadership there, Montreal? Take Thomas Steen. I liked uh, Art Lippo's response. He says, "Kent's Xbox is sizzling." <laughs> <laughs> that's a oh, that's a that's a dumpster fire of a Facebook post. Uh, I mean, the they're all bad, but God, that la- could you imagine? Doug Armstrong would be burned at a stake if he made that last trade. My God, uh, Bowmeister, I'm on board with trading for anybody, but uh, no one's going to take him. Though. No, I, I I agree, even for like right. a sixth round pick. Right, you're definitely not getting <laughs> Terry Price or Henrik Lundqvist. No. Jake Allen, Thomas. T- okay, so Steen, Thomas, Blay, Dunn. Steen, Thomas, Blay, Dunn could get you quite a package, right. but I'm and, not. I'm not trading it for Carey Price and Shea Weber. But his his premise is the, the Blues logjam of young players who need to be developing in the <laughs> NHL, and your solution is to trade, trade one them of away. them. Trade all of them. Trade all of them. Trade Thomas, Blay, and Dunn. He said he he just says before <laughs> anyone over twenty five for future players, and then he says, okay, let's go for this trade uh, for broke. Uh, yeah, is Allen twenty five? Yeah, uh, is he? It feels like he's I think, fifty. Yeah, he's over twenty five. Uh, so yeah, Thomas uh, Steen's over twenty five. So uh, Thomas, Blay, and Dunn. Three of of the five in the trade are uh, three of the sixth sixth person trade. My God. Half the trade are people over 25. You know what? Okay. Mm. I, 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 there's, there's the the perspective, the proposed trades are always always good for a laugh. And this I guy mean, actually put a lot of effort into it, too. That's a lot of words. Mm. I mean, in all three, out of everyone he named, there's like Blay and Sanford are only two tradable players that... Every other player named is someone that the team, no other team, would trade for or like untouchable. Well, Robert Thomas is. I would, I would say but, Thomas is pretty untouchable. No, I, right, okay, yeah, I, I don't, I hate saying untouchable, but I get what you mean. I mean, yeah, for a certain price, yeah, I'd go ahead and do it, but it's gonna take. Like, why would Arizona trade OEL? Oh why man, I, why would so, anyone trade for Lundqvist and Price and? Weber. Why would so anyone I, trade for Steen and Bowmeister? Ah. I have found the uh, the original post here on in Blues Nation, um, and the first comment is no, 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 and no. <laughs> um, there's some good ones. Uh, <laughs> there's some great gift comments of people basically making fun of him. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. At least we can say that St. Louis Blues Nation completely disagrees with this trade proposal thank god uh i'm gonna unmute the hawaii blues fan here did he what's wrong did... with the log jam of young players you're dumb <laughs> that's one of the great <laughs> comments <laughs> where's that from i mean what that was a response on the oh yeah it's the original, original post. facebook post ah i gotcha there's a lot of chatter in the youtube chat Oh wow! Oh wow! So he's he's wanting. Okay, here's a trade proposal from LSGAE. Uh, Falk out of Carolina, Allen, Bow, and a third for Aho and Falk. Mm. Sorry, I do. Dream. Yeah, 
I don't see that happening. Aho is uh, is a you're very not... talented player that's not going anywhere. You're not getting anything for Jay Bomeister except a sixth round pick. He's basically Jacob Yerbeck. Yeah, really, honestly, yeah. Doug Armstrong would be vetoed from any GM meeting for offering that package for one of them, more or less both of them. Yeah, it's like in uh, the EA Sports games. Uh, you try too many bad trade offers. The GM says, yeah, I'm not even talking to you anymore. I mean, That would basically be what would happen to Armstrong. I mean, Armstrong's he's not Ron Caron. He's not going to pull off the Dirk, Ronning, Momesso. Uh, 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 who else was there? Dirk, Ronning, Momesso. For uh, Butcher and Quinn, Dirk, Ronning, Momesso, Courtnall, Dirk, Ronning, Momesso, Courtnall for uh, Butcher and Quinn. And it's like, yeah, no, that's that, that's a four for two. We're not trading six players. There's just no way in hell. Yeah, those, yeah, <laughs> go for broke, go for broke. Ugh, terrible. Uh, terrible. I'm I I I uh, guy. If you can unmute yourself, I unmuted you. I got your volume at the fifty percent. If you can hear me, if you want to go ahead and maybe you muted yourself too. I don't know. You just went full lounger. That's another great comment. <laughs> <laughs> Never go full lounger. All right. Well, I, I guess we're not going to hear from Guy, unfortunately. Oh, uh, Deanna says she misses Carl in the YouTube chat. And now she can miss Guy if he's not going <laughs> to yeah, talk. No, we, we all miss Guy. I unmuted him. I'm I I did. So we'll see. I know it still shows him as muted, but I, that might be him. I don't know. But anyway, yes, he has a YouTube show, a uh, 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 view from afar. So uh, Hawaii Blues fan on YouTube. So do a search for him and check him out. I know he he loves to get uh, likes and follows. So you can like him and follow him. If you like him and you want to follow him, then like him, like and him and follow him. <laughs> I would follow him to the ends of the earth. Aw, he's kind of there already, right? So you don't yeah. want to go too far. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah, he is. I told him to. I told him to do a show outside. He lives. He's in Hawaii. He needs to do a show with a palm tree in the background. That's or an active volcano. Or an active volcano. Oh, I've, I, have you seen the active? You have you been to Hawaii? I've never been to Hawaii. I have, and I've seen the active volcano. Well. The lava flow. Not really active volcano. It was a lava flow into the ocean. Pretty badass. Pretty cool. So our next show is looking like uh, Wednesday, November 7th. I will be live from the great state of New Jersey. The Garden State. I will be in the Garden State, unfortunately. The most misnamed state ever, isn't it? I mean, maybe it is a gardening state. I've never been there. But from what I hear and what I've seen with pictures, uh, I, I don't picture gardens. When I, think I will Jersey. I will tell you that the area that I was in last time, it was actually really quite beautiful. Hmm. So I think there are nice parts of New Jersey. You just don't see them if you don't live in New Jersey. Well, there's nice parts of every state. Yeah. There's nice parts of Missouri. Well. No, there is. I'm kidding. <laughs> there's nice parts of Illinois. It's called Chicago. Oh, don't even. <laughs> yeah, the south side where there's like 14 murders a day. <laughs> you know there's oh the, we lost we just lost guy oh sorry guy rejoin guy and give us like a a 30 second you can have a 30 second take to do whatever you want and then we'll close the show See let's say guy. it's later buddy. gone up on 11 45 local time here i know yeah. kind of late you got like 30 seconds guy yeah <laughs>
I'm not your buddy guy. I'm not your not your guy, buddy. Not your buddy friend. Not your friend guy. No, you can't go back to guy so soon. <laughs> you did it wrong. Alrighty then. So next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, uh, the seventh, November seventh, Wednesday. It'll be the day after the we play Carolina, and yep. uh, a couple days before San Jose. I'm gonna try and get the um, the uh, Pucknology guys from the Sharks. Yeah, maybe have them on the show. They're That'd about to do a show where they're probably gonna be kind of angry, judging by the score of this thing. Yeah, three to two Rangers, and the third was seven to go. Yeah. So San Jose has not looked as dominant as I thought they would. The yeah. the Pucknology guys, uh, they're good guys. They've been doing a show for a long time. They were featured on a local uh, news station in San Jose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they've had they've had uh, uh, me on a couple times. Have you been on the show, Jeff? Eric Ian. Have you been on the show? Chris? Yeah. I yeah. want to say I have actually. Bill's been on. I've been on. Um. So yeah, Eric and um. Oh shoot, Chris, I forgot. Right? Chris, yeah, I think you're right. And, and Ian Reed. Yes, right. Very good. Very nice. I follow them all on Twitter. I do too. Yeah. Great so, follows. Yeah, all, yeah, they are great yeah, follows. Sharks content. Yeah, they By do. By the way, Bill has left the room. That's why uh, he sounds the way he sounds. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> I'm tired. There you go. There you go. Bill Bill does have a microphone. And he just used it. Um, uh, so when those guys sign off their show, do they say, fuck you, San Jose? <laughs> no, that's San Diego. That's San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll talk to them and they maybe they'll come on. I know they do. Aaron, sh- thank you for joining us, sir. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Aaron. How how is how's the weather in uh, South Dakota? There you go. Um, it's been uh, it's been nice. <laughs> it has it snowed once about a week ago, but that's about it. Do you get, so, do you do you get a lot of snow in South Dakota? I thought it was just North Dakota got snow. No, we get it pretty heavy. Okay. I think we're technically. Where I live is technically like the seventh coldest town in the United States. Wow. On average, so yeah, it's not fun, but. We- so so in in a in like a what in like a couple months, uh, when we're in about a, sh- a month, it's probably going to be negative fifty. Okay, so in a month, <laughs> we're doing a show, and if you join the show, then you're going to like go outside, and you can do the show from outside. <laughs> I want I want to I want to see this I want to see this negative fifty. I'll try. <laughs> cool. All right. I'm I'm gonna be in Ottawa, um, mon- Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and uh, I I'm already been told prepare for snow, prepare for below zero. I I love I don't I don't know what it is. I love not a, not like weeks and weeks and weeks of it, but I love like a good like ten day stretch of like zero degree. Where the ponds freeze. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. yeah. The ponds freeze. And uh, it's just like balls cold, and you get like you know, six inches of snow outside. We don't get much snow around here anymore, but yeah, it's just cold as hell. I love it for like a good like at least ten days. Give me that in St. Louis. That'd be nice. Yeah, we played we played pond hockey last uh, last freeze we had here, and we were out there for like eight hours. I mean, we, nobody wanted to go in. It was amazing. Yeah, that's the way it works. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Good show, guys. Yes, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, that will do it. Uh, again, thanks, Aaron, for coming on. Yep. Um, half thanks to Guy. He like made it on, but had some issues or something. So, but that'll do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio for Jeff Bonder and Bill Day. I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone. 
Let's go blues. Yo must go. Yo must go. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.